Zach, I am upset. Wow. Why? John has been lying to us all these years. Really? He claims he's a Canadian, but Uh I saw him working in the grocery store today. And I took a picture and I sent it to him. And he didn't deny it. So, John... I've never seen John and that guy in the same room, so, I mean... (laughs) I was insulted. (laughs) I look just like you, bro. I did, like, a fucking... You know how people do, like, a double tag? I did, like, a fucking 12 tag. I was like... (laughs) Dead Can we... Would it be appropriate to show the photo? I feel like you kind of have to. 100%. I I would have said reissue just to see if there was a reaction. Yeah, go ahead. Look at that. <laughs> Bro, he oh, just God. didn't comb his hair. That, that's that fucking like John. John. That's John right before the <laughs> unboxing. <laughs> what does that say? Redeeming Digi Balls or Digi Deals? Sorry. Digi Deals. What grocery wow, store is this? Wow. ACB. Uh, ACB. Bro. No. Wow. You love to see it. John, an honorary Texan. Welcome to the family. Jumbo. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join you got a billion toys. <laughs> you brought me a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. This is the true form of floor gang right here. Very nice. YouTube.com slash Collecting Weekly. Thank you very much. That's very cool. Big, big, big. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Jonathan. I'm Marco. And I'm Ben. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's a weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. We want to thank our friends over at One Six Corner for sponsoring this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. Guys, don't forget to use code CW10, that's capital C, capital W, one zero, during our live recording for 10% off all in-stock items. We have a great show planned for you guys tonight. We have a brand new Hot Toys to talk about, two uh, different variations of the same figure, uh, a lot of XO6 stuff, which I know Ben's pretty excited for. Uh, we did get an update from Queen Studios in regards to the confusion we had with their Lord of the Rings stuff last week. Uh, and more. Before we get into that, Dean, we have a very special segment we kick off all the best shows with. Yeah, you guys ready? Yes. It's new this week. Yeah, yeah. What'd you get new this week? I didn't get anything this week, so it's all well, up to you for guys. once. Yeah. Wow. John, did you get anything new this week? No, brother. I'm as, I'm as dry as the Sahara Desert than my over elbows. here. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I know someone that got some really cool stuff this week, and it's a sweet angel there at the bottom. Yeah, so it's been a good week for me. A lot of things uh, that have been anticipated coming in. I'll start with that Godfather, so the Don uh, finally arriving here. 
Um, this is one that definitely debated because it didn't fit my collection, but I feel like after I got the Marty, I'm kind of opened the door to some one, some one offs. So, um, you know, Mario had hyped this one up saying it was a figure of the year. Um, so really excited to, to bust this bad boy open. I'll also say, you know, <clears throat> I got my first NECA figure. I did order that Turtles four pack uh, this, of, from the Secret of the Ooze. And, you know, I'm, I thought it was a really great figure. Shout out to Equan for finding this and hooking me up. But I feel like I like my 1-6 figures. Like, I don't think I'm going to go super deep into this line. I'll probably just have the Super Shredder and the Four Turtles and, and call it a day. Because um, yeah, I love the detail, but I think they're just not necessarily for me. It's a little bit closer to a toy. So, I uh, yeah, really, really happy with these gets this week. And it, one more, you know, shout out to Baby Girl 707. Shout out, Baby Girl. <laughs> <laughs> and who is Mike Jones for hooking it up? Uh, this awesome uh, gift. They got some swag. They got some stickers for us. So we're, we are official now. We have made it. We're on Collecting Weekly, and we got stickers. So uh, that was a really generous gift to them. You made your first step into the world of swag. So uh, do you know where they got these from? Because they look really good. I don't. I don't. You know, they just uh, they just busted them out yesterday, so I can ask wow. where they got them from. But like the the all the printing was high resolution and the finish was really great. So yeah, wow. they, they went top notch. They didn't skimp out. I would like one sticker for my collection. Absolutely. I'll send uh, you a bunch of them so we can maybe uh, spread them out amongst the other folks as yeah. well. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, ben, what'd you get this week? By the way, dude, that was such a figure flex that Godfather and the turtle this week. I, I, I was like, I don't I can't hold a candle to it, but, uh, Gigi's not happy. So she might be sending some of those your way, you know, that's I'll take it. Uh, Shauna was, uh, talked me into shopping this week and she wanted to go clothes shopping and I did not. So I took a tour into Toys R Us and I've been looking for an animated Batman to go along with my Joker for a little while now, probably two years. And I spotted this guy. Uh, this is a new line that's come out. Uh, it's the Adventures Continues line, which I think is the second, essentially, iteration of this line that they're coming out with a couple new figures. I saw quite a few. Uh, Red Hood was in there. Uh, Deathstroke was in there. This Batman. They've redone the Joker as well. So I had to pick this guy up. But to see the Joker on the shelf by himself for this long has been it's been a it's been a shame, as I can say. So uh, and I got to spend some money at Toys R Us while Shauna was clothes shopping. So it was a win for win for everybody. So I was pretty stoked. That's crazy, bro. Toys R Us hasn't existed down here, and bro, I haven't spent money on Toys R Us before <laughs> Vivi was born. You still got <laughs> Yeah, dude. I think, I, yeah, I was, I was in my twenties. Well, and I was confused <laughs> about it because they, like, because we th we had heard that in Canada, Toys R Us was going to go out of business, and then yeah. they kind of just kept chugging along. So uh, I'm I'm down with it. But if you guys ever need me to check anything out at Toys R Us, let me know. Dude, so. we need a, a Toys R Us toy tour. It'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> Uh, we got uh, Toy Mafia, Tukatri, Badfish, Who is Mike Jones, Paul Schreiber, Pablo Meza, DJ, Baby Girl 707, shout out, KJ Smith uh, in the chat. We also have Equan, Big Ol' Fern. Uh, John is also part of Al-Qaeda as well, if you know, you know. Uh, the Ben Thomas Show, Duck Collector, Thor123 Gaming, uh, Scott Bradley, Big Peps in the chat, Brenton Palmer, uh, Mark Pearson, Rainer. What up, Rainer? I actually got to see Rainer this weekend. It was really nice. Um, now I had a pretty good week, so I finally finished, it's been like three weeks that we've been talking about it, uh, the bag end mock, and I think it came out really nice. I did add some parts to, um, kind of make it a little bit larger because, uh, the front of bag end was kind of like, just kind of dropped out of nowhere. 
Uh, so I added a few studs and some uh, masonry bricks. Uh, and then I also got some really cool uh, light-up bricks. Uh, in fact, let me get the company because I want to shout them out. Uh, but I I've been trying like some cheap ways to uh, light this mock. And the thing is, like when you're using um, like you know off-the-shelf LED stuff, uh, the problem that I was having was um, the wires were too big and they were too difficult to hide and the control devices were just like really huge. Uh, and so I, you know, went on Amazon and I typed in LED, uh, Legos and, um, I did ended up finding, uh, some pretty good stuff. I'm trying to find the damn company name and it's pissed me off that I can't find it. Brickloot. There you go. Uh, Brickloot. So, um, they, they're really cool because they have a customer service phone number because, on their website, all the lights that they had were cool white, so kind of like the lights that are in that little um, uh, display there. But I really wanted white, and they didn't have any other Amazon stores, so I called their customer service line, and the lady there helped me kind of figure out exactly what to order for what I needed. And everything is plug and play, so you have a USB that goes into a wall wart, and then it just kind of like plugs in everything daisy chained. Uh, and it took me maybe like two minutes to light it up and then like another few minutes to hide the wires uh, And it's fucking awesome. So I'm hoping to do like a video review of the mock and then the LED setup uh, here in the next few weeks, but uh, definitely really happy with it and um, It's definitely a really cool mock. Is this I the did... same tech that you mentioned before Zach where it's a brick that has a light in it or it's a bit different? Yeah, so um, John if you can make me a big cam so this is a look at what the bricks look like. So I ignore the tape because I was trying to figure out ways to hide the the LEDs or the uh, wires rather. But the LEDs are actually built into the um, like a Lego brick, and they have these little male female ends that kind of just plug together. And I mean, it's really simple. There's no soldering. There's no you know prep. I mean, you literally just plug one into the other all the way down the line and uh it's you know definitely awesome shout out to layout one six scale man what's up all my brothers love you guys love you too buddy hope you had a good easter uh and i'm i'm loving it because even when i was doing like the traditional light strips that i normally use i wasn't able to find a way to light that lantern in the front and they make a part that's just that lantern with a very small led built into it already and it just plugs straight into the daisy chain so uh, I'm super stoked with how it came out, and the price was fairly reasonable. Uh, the shipping was great, and like I said, the customer service, you could pick up the phone and, you know, have a chat with them about what you need, and, and it worked out pretty good. I did get a chance to see Rainer this weekend, and he had found a uh, Black Series Boss Commando uh, from the Black Series line, and uh, Republic Commando was one of those you know, really fun, nostalgic games from my childhood. In fact, the Commandos, this is a book my parents got me on Easter, like in 2005. Um, and so there's a Republic Commando story there. So I've always been a huge fan of the Republic Commandos. So I'm stoked to see that they're doing three of the four so far. And I hope that they announce the fourth one soon. Uh, but uh, definitely excited to be able to get into that line. Um, Scott says the mock looks fantastic. Thanks, Scott. Now, let's get into the news. We'll start with Hot Toys Bespin Luke DX. I believe this is DX21. It uh, comes in a deluxe and a standard version. Uh, you're paying $345 for the deluxe, $285 for the standard. 
and this comes out July to December 2023. Uh, we did a quick My Thoughts video, uh, John, Dean, and myself, when this went up for pre-order, and I don't think my thoughts have changed that much on it. I know there's been some secret base photos that look a little bit better with the portrait under their cabinet lighting. Uh, so maybe the portrait's not, not as bad as I thought, but, um, I, I really think pretty much everything that I said in that video holds true. I think, you know, I think this was a solid, um, remake. I think it still, um, preserves the value, uh, and the integrity of the first version. Um, I think, you know, a lot of the points that Dean and John made are still very valid. Uh, and I think one thing that's going to be interesting with this release is what is going to happen to the value of the Vader, which there's the 40th anniversary um, special packaging set and then the regular version. I know the regular one wasn't selling for too much before this drop, so I wonder how that's going to affect the value of that. And then characters like, you know, R2, Yoda, once it had been sold out for a bit, I'm wondering how those values are going to be affected by this release. Uh, but yeah, this this looks pretty good. I think the price is just maybe a touch too high, but you know, I, I really feel like um, us going out in droves and spending a thousand dollars for two jokers. Like, I feel like Hot Toys and Sideshow see that, and I, I just think it's going to push the the value of what they can, or the price rather of what they can charge for these things up. And I think that these price points, 345 and 285, are going to be the norm, uh, I think, going forward. Yeah, um, I still stand by my, this should have just been a Dagobah Um I think it's stupid that the Dagobah base is behind the exclusive paywall. Um but I, I think you're right. I think it's different enough that it still preserves the DX07. I see a lot of people comparing the DX07 sculpt to this one, and they use, like, the worst photos possible. And then yeah. it's like, yeah, but you're comparing a really terrible, poorly lit photo to a professionally shot and edited one. Like, it, yeah, it's... It, you're not fooling anybody, uh, except maybe yourself if you're doing that. So, um, I think it's cool. I guess if, if you don't want to spend the money on a DX seven, but you like this Luke, um, I think it's one of his cooler outfits in the whole trilogy. Um, so good for you. If you want to get it, if you have the DX seven, I really don't think you need to upgrade to this. Maybe if your boots are flaking or you like the sculpt, you know, you could buy those on the aftermarket, but I don't think you should be, you know, tripping over yourself to pick this up if you have the DX07, but those are my thoughts. Dean, can I just jump in and piggyback off of what you were saying about it being a Dagobah Luke? It absolutely yeah. should have been that. Or, you know, or just don't release another Luke right now. I get he's the premier character in Star Wars, so they want to capitalize, but there are just so many Lukes in the hopper right now that it's like, you know, this one could have waited unless they really need to like have a premiere release uh, to get a lot of pre-orders. Yeah. That could obviously be the strategy. And again, t testing the price point like um, Zach was saying. But I just wanted to highlight for our audio listeners, there's, you know, the differences between the exclusive and the deluxe. There, you know, are there's a different base basically. So there's the Dagobah base that it comes with that has the Luke face and the Darth Vader helmet. Um, and then is it is it like a plastic overlay? 
it's like it's one giant diorama piece, right? Is the base. I think it's yeah, one think of those so. little octagon things on those clip-on plastic bits. There you go. And so those and those are the uh, the differences that I've highlighted. Like there, the but... Ray and the BB-8 from Episode Seven. It was just like connected to the base. There you I go. I think that's what that is. DJ makes a great point here. One thing I'm upset about is the desecration of the DX line of Deluxe for a DX. That's a ridiculous. A DX should already come with everything. It should be the ultimate package. Yeah. OG fan says, how dare you? This Luke release is long overdue. Uh, what else do we think about this? Well, that's kind of what I was going to say. Ever since I started watching YouTube streams regarding Hot Toys, I feel like it's always that where's my best pen Luke, right? And so... I feel like this has been a long time coming, even though there are quite a few Lukes out there. I'll be curious to see how this Luke compares even to the Landspeeder Luke that's, that's coming. Because uh, I've seen the sculpt on that one, and it also looks really, really good. For me, I've never been able to own a Luke. Uh, so when this came out, I, I'm one of those collectors that I'm like, yes! Like, I'm so excited to be able to get my hands on something like this, because I missed the DX07 and, and some of those options. I think the face sculpt here is really good. I, you know, I think it's kind of funny when people say, well, you know, it looks like the other sculpts, but if the other sculpts, if you felt like those were on point, I mean, it's still Luke Skywalker. It still should look like him. So there should be some level of similarity between sculpts. I don't see necessarily that direct correlation with the other one uh, in terms of the um, the CGI Luke that people are comparing it to. I, I think that looks honestly quite a bit different, but maybe it's kind of like Dean said, it might just depend on the lighting or the paint apps or who knows, but... Some of the cool things that I love about this, I really like that Darth Vader helmet with the Luke face in it. I think that's cool. I know that that's a bit of a pull from previous releases, um, but I've seen some of the photos of, you know, the underside of the neck where it, it looks like a severed neck underneath there. Like, that's a cool detail. And as I said, for a guy like myself who's missed on the Lukes, I'm pretty stoked about it. Ben, so. are you going to get the Mando Luke Skywalker? No, honestly. I, okay. I thought it was, I thought it was a strange concept that they modeled it after the CGI likeness versus the real actor likeness. Um, I get it that it's a little bit more screen accurate to the TV show specifically, but I thought the I thought the CGI Luke was a little bit off-putting. Um, I thought he was this a lot might be better. This the same in, head sculpt though. <laughs> that's what people are saying, and I I don't see it. I guess that's I guess that's the thing. Maybe it's it. as I said, maybe it's a difference of lighting or paint apps. I'm not too sure, but I I don't think it looks the same personally. So. It'd be curious to find out if it actually is once people have it in hand, though. I'd mm -hmm. be curious. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people the, that are streamers, sorry, John, that are no, saying no. that it's the same portrait as the um, the CGI Luke, and then that this is a recast of the DX, but they're saying it as fact, and I would definitely, you know, wait until it comes out to make that judgment. You know, obviously, um, John, you actually had a really good side-by-side -side photo, but even then, you know, they weren't the exact same angle Angles, so it's kind of yeah. hard to see um so i wouldn't you know go out and just assume that it's the same i i would be shocked if they recast the this this in particular i could definitely see them reusing the cgi sculpt but if they just fully recast this vader portrait from the dx i would be shocked because that's you know i mean they've they've gotten so much better and in the uh, years since its release, I, I would be shocked that that would just be a straight recast. Sorry, John. I, I thought, um, so I always complain, you guys know me, what my gripe is with Hot Toys. So I think they did well on this one. I think the release was well done in the sense that the DX07 still completely retains its originality. Um, and this is different enough where I don't think it's going to necessarily affect the release. Did we need a Luke? Not really. Uh, people who are comparing this Luke to the DX07, 
yeah, there's tweaks. I would hope there's tweaks after how many years has it been? Five to ten years or whatever it's been? More than that. More than five years, but... I think it's been nine years. I think nine it's years? 2013. The I, would, I would hope there's going to be tweaks, but you guys have to realize you're paying 285 for maybe half of what you got with the DX07. Um, the other thing is, the only thing I didn't like that they did was include the Vader helmet. Because... The reason why I say this is because that Vader helmet was an exclusive to the DX07. So if that's an exclusive to the DX07, that should stay where it is and just um, stays an exclusive to that figure. I don't think it was cool that they brought that back. They should have come up with something else. I don't know what it could have been, but... I agree with you on that, John. Leave leave something for the exclusive, ex- yeah. exclusivity of that one, for sure. And, and they did. They, they left meat on the bone because they have the base, the antenna base, and... With the other one, you got the completely um, battle-damaged or weathered uh, Luke. You got two figures in one. Um, but it's just because that was the exclusive, don't touch an exclusive. If an exclusive is an exclusive, please don't touch it. But I don't want to complain too much because they really listened with this one and kept it kept it different. Where I don't think yeah. the D... I still think the DX07 is going to be in demand because this is... And, and to touch on what you said, Zach, about the... We're paying like a thousand bucks for two jokers and hot toys is seeing that and they're going to bump up their prices. Well, it's the people buying them and pre-ordering them right a off the bat yep. that are, that are giving them this power because I wouldn't touch this at 285. Not when I paid 299 for the DX07 and I understand that the difference in time, but still, um, to that point, John, uh, you know, we, when, when we did our, uh, quick thoughts video, I said, you know, much is going to be made about what you could get for $300 then versus what uh, 345 buys you now. And I always go to the inflation calculator website whenever I see like a remake or a ratio where it's close enough where you could say like, you know, is it worth the $50? Like with K2SO, was it within that inflation price point? Uh, $300 in 2012, which was when the DX07 went for pre-order, is uh, two, uh, 375 uh, current uh, based on inflation for this year. So that's right at about that, you know, less than inflation price point. So um, I don't think it's terrible. I think, you know, if you're a collector that, uh, you know, because I don't know what the value is going to happen to the DX07 now that this came out. I, I think it's going to stay fairly consistent, but I think you can get that one for about six, 700 bucks last I checked. So, you know, if, you, if you're the type of, of uh, person that, that's going to want that battle damage look, you know, if you're going to display it with the weather vane uh, or display it with the tourniquet, you know, at 345, I mean, you're like, you know, about almost more than halfway to that secondary market price of the DX7. So, um, you know, you'll get two figures, uh, you know, you'll get a arguably better or worse portrait depending on which side of the fence you're on. But uh, there's also that option too. So I think the value is definitely there, especially if a single pack is going to cost you 285 minimum. So, um, lots of well, options. Your, I was just going to ask you, Zach, what are your thoughts on just having the, like the, the hair swappable as well versus two head sculpts, right? I mean, are you guys worried about any paint transference from the hair to the face sculpt at all by swapping those in and out? Or do you think that won't be an issue and it's really just kind of a new thing that we might start seeing instead of two sculpts? What's going on? I hope it's, I hope it's not a new thing. I don't think we're going to see a lot of paint transfer from the hair. I don't, I personally can't think of seeing it that often I, I know mostly when i see it it's uh paint transfer on the hands or the the uh, 
forehead from like a robe. Uh, mm. And that's different than paint transfer from the hair. If it's just paint transfer from the hair, a Q-tip with some water, you scrub it right off. I think you'll be fine. Cool. Um, if it's from the clothing, you're actually getting dye soaking into the material. Uh, the What is it? Resin or whatever they use. Uh, and that's a real pain in the butt. So I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. And frankly, the Hot Toys um, material that they use for the hair is usually fairly soft. So you can get that on and off without risk of scratching. Uh, and it's not perfectly flush. You can kind of see a little bit of gap. So, I, I mean, I, they've been doing this swappable stuff for a while. I, I have no doubts that they're going to, you know, it's not going to be terrible. I think, like, the problem with the swappable hair comes with like the custom portraits. Like I know a lot of people like the Inigo portrait, but I think for that, since it's actually resin and it's like a firm material, it can't really mesh perfectly to the head. Otherwise you'd get that paint rubbing. And that's why I think those sideburns sit a little bit too far out, but uh, I don't think that's going to be a big deal, but I definitely hope that for figures going forward to swappable hair, isn't going to be the norm. I know with Luke, it's been, you know, it's kind of been like a thing. Uh, but especially for a DX, I think it's a shame that they're not going to give you two entire portraits. Uh, I do think, I don't know if I mentioned this on the quick thoughts, but the outfit's just so clean and it just really shouldn't, even, even when he first gets to Dagobots, not particularly clean and obviously he doesn't get any cleaner while he's there. Uh, and, and by this point, I mean, he's pretty filthy. So I think it's kind of... In, in desperate need of like you know get some dirt and literally just rub it on the figure and roll that bitch around in some mud or something because it, it looks <laughs> it, it looks really bad the weather you know, you know to that point though a lot of folks are speculating that may the fourth we might get a battle damaged version of this figure do we really yeah. think hot toys would be so bold i know they've yes, done it before I do that they cannibalize so their own release <laughs> i do think they would be so bold. yeah i guess to your point about that you know if, if we're going to pay a thousand bucks for two figures then they're like why not why not this yeah Can you imagine they do a battle damage with the antenna stand oh, and everything john's gonna throw a blow a gasket i, I have you know what a Dude, i is? would fucking buy a picket and fly all the way to Canada, enjoy John in the streets, and start a motherfucking riot. I lose my mind. You know they're in. Uh, they're, they're not in Canada right now. I'm joking. How dare Marco, you? I'm at the grocery store still, you buddy. You took my joke and you just shat on it. He's at the grocery. You couldn't store. let me have that. You just had the. Brandon the says I agree. It's way too humble. clean. Just got that jumpsuit from the store clean for real. But from what um, uh, Ben was saying. For 285, you better be getting two portraits and not just a hair swap out. Yeah, but it's not. Well, and, and it? I was trying to. F- it's. I was uh, trying to find it on 285 the- is the base price point. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. I thought it was like 345. Or- no, that's the base. Dude, did you I, get I, new I, internet or something? You're like so crispy right now. Like the way you look, you're moving in like 4K, bro. It's like tripping me out. He gelled his hair today, dude. Too. You're moving in like 100 <laughs> frames per second, bro. It's just <laughs> fucking. I'm not lying, bro. You look like. <laughs> So I don't know, right now. dude. The other day, I could not I get Streamyard to behave, uh-huh. but yeah, the past couple of days it's been fucking crispy. Well, know. knock on wood, bro. Don't fuck us up. Uh, up next, oops, let's get rid of that. Uh, the Batman Hot Toys announced at the end of, I believe it was the DX19. Marco, save me here. The DX19 video that the Correct. updates are coming for their one-six scale of the Batman figure. So, um, again, I think this is a direct. 
correlation to what's going on with Queen Studio. Queen Studio's very, being very open, being very conversational. I think, you know, this is like the third week we've had an update from Hot Toys and Asmus, so it's like, I think Queen is, is shaking some people a bit, so yeah. uh, you'll love to see it. Now, uh, Ben, we have a lot of Exo 6 stuff to talk about. I'm going to let you take lead because I'm not that familiar with all these characters, and you just let me know when you want me to move the slide, and we'll uh, just run through these real quick. 100%. So this is actually an exciting first picture that we've got here, because this is uh, Captain Benjamin Sisko, uh, who was actually just released today by Exo 6. They've put up the pre-order. So for anybody who's a Star Trek fan, uh, take a look at Exo 6's website, because this guy uh, is pretty cool. Uh, but the, I think the one big takeaway that I've had just recently, I think it was two weekends ago, uh, there was a con where Exo6 was uh, hosting a booth, essentially, and they had, I think, anywhere between 30 and 40 different announcements and figure previews available. So we got a couple slides here that you can zip through, uh, Zach. Uh, this is a, a Ferengi named Quark. Uh, again, Ferengis are huge in the Star Trek universe, so really excited just to see how good the quality of sculpting is on this. Again, I think for Star Trek fans, they're just going to be so excited to see this. On to the next it, one. It amazes me, just for like one second, the way the mm -hmm. ears look, how it has that like transparency in the ears, like that's fucking... It's really I don't cool know if that's dude. intentional, but that's fucking awesome. <laughs> for it's really cool. And I mean, Exo6 isn't the first 1-6 scale company to come out with Star Trek collectibles. It was actually QMX that did it yeah. first. But the quality just wasn't quite, wasn't quite there. And like, just for, for you know, pre-release figures like this, like these look insane. So uh, the next figure we see here is, uh, is Jerry Ryan. So she's she actually... six of nine? Uh, seven of nine. <laughs> uh, okay. So it was nice and close. Uh, or Annika Hansen is her is her human name, but she was uh, assimilated by the Borg uh, when she was a, was a child, and then the cast of Star Trek Voyager rescued her from the Borg. So again, she's just a staple within the Star Trek community. Not everybody loves Voyager, but most people love Seven of Nine. It helps that she's pretty good looking in a in a jumpsuit. I mean, let's be honest, even the figure looks pretty nice there, but, uh, and then we've got, uh, so Commander Tuvok and Captain Jonathan Archer, uh, again, just two figures from different Star Trek, uh, lines, uh, dif different timelines, essentially, but the Tuvok on the left there, just to go back one real quick, uh, the guy on the left, I mean, that looks exactly like the actor Tim Russ, it is mind-boggling uh and uh captain arthur or archer on the right hand side comes with his dog which is also featured pretty heavily in the in the enterprise tv show so very very cool there these two are from the star trek discovery line uh now star trek discovery is a pretty hot topic with a lot of star trek fans right now because it's it's a decent show uh but not everybody loves it having said that the figures themselves are pretty decent. I think the sculpting on the hair on the female there, um, her name is Michael Burnham in the show, that looks a little wonky, but again, I think they'll fix that. But uh, Commander uh, Saru on the right-hand side, uh, that is bang on, dude. Like, that is like a screen pull right from the show. So again, anybody who likes the show, I think is going to be pretty stoked about these two figures. Uh, and then these are also from Star Trek Discovery. So Captain Pike, who's on the left hand in the in the uh, in the yellow, he's actually going to be the actor who is also on the new TV show, new Star Trek show coming up called uh, Strange New Worlds. So that show hasn't aired yet, um, but it's getting some decent level of hype. Uh, so we'll kind of see uh, Captain Pike in the original. Um, TV show essentially dies pretty early and Captain Kirk is the captain that ends up ultimately yeah. replacing him. I was going to ask when does the show take mm -hmm. place because Pike was Kirk before yeah. Kirk. 
Correct. Prior to prior to Kirk's time, hundred percent. Was okay. this um, Captain Saru in the reboot franchise? Was that the guy that was right before Kirk as well in that movie? No. So Saru is just in the T. Well, so technically Discovery is before Kirk's time, uh, but it's oh, kind okay. of it's it's deemed as almost like an alternate universe. Uh, I, I want to say it's I it's see. not necessarily on the same timeline. Gotcha. These look bonkers. Uh, I mean, these guys are, are are staples, obviously. Captain Kirk, Spock, uh, and these guys, I believe, are right from the film um, Star Trek: The Wrath of Khan. I believe that that's where they're they're pulling this one from. It's either that or it's uh, one of the next iterations. So, Search for Spock uh, or Undiscovered Com- Country. But again, the sculpting on here is really good. They actually ended up announcing three different Spocks uh, from what I've seen so far. It might be four. So, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, guys. But bones here though so the bones on the left who's in the red um or dr mccoy this is the only sculpt i'm not so happy with i honestly think it looks a little bit like uh like sulu who is who's one of their asian um commanders not necessarily this guy now this guy's a pretty unique looking figure so i think maybe they're just kind of fine-tuning the sculpting so we'll kind of see where it goes from there and then on the right hand side we're seeing um khan so nunian sing kong uh khan Awesome figure. This is from actually the original TV series, not from the movie, uh, not from the movies. So, but again, he ends up becoming quite the nemesis for for Kirk uh, down the line and spans a whole bunch of movies. And then this guy I was really excited about. So we all know who Christopher Lloyd is, you know, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Well, it's the same actor that plays this Klingon uh, in the uh, not is it the no? It's uh, the Search for Spock. Um, he essentially gets trapped on a planet with Kirk, uh, throughout the movie looking for something called the Genesis Project. And it's a badass movie. Uh, even if you're not a huge Star Trek fan, I would totally recommend at some point tuning in, watching The Wrath of Khan, The Search for Spock, uh, kind of back and, uh, back to back. Cause it's a really, really cool story. And I mean, Christopher Lloyd, we all know how I just iconic some of his characters are. So, uh, it's definitely, definitely worthy of a watch. I'm going to pick this guy up for sure. Cause you know, I plan to get doc Brown in my collection with Marty. Uh, and I think it would be cool to see kind of on the adjacent shelf, you know, uh, a Klingon version of the same, same dude. So, and then, so next generation is my favorite of uh, all Star Trek series. I would say, uh, obviously, the one on the left is uh, just a character picture. I couldn't find, unfortunately, from the Exo Six booth uh, the actual figure himself. We have seen a few Jean Luc Picards already, though. So, uh, one of them is already sold out. They are talking about potentially re-releasing it uh, because they have come out with the Captain's Chair. Uh, but on the right hand, yeah, on the well, right hand side, though. A reissue potentially. Um, the chat is saying Exo Six doesn't do reissues. How dare they? I know, oh. I know. But yeah, the the Dylan mentioned the main <laughs> the the main uh, the developer who has talked about all these figures coming out has said just because the captain's chair from First Contact is being released with kind of a background diorama of the bridge itself, he's thinking about potentially bringing the uh this guy back out and i hope so because even on the secondary market right now the first contact picard is is insane to buy like he's out of my price range already at this point so is that the one that luis was trying to get from the patreon chat Mm, i don't know i haven't seen that actually but it's it's crazy oh yes i think actually he saw it in one of the pictures of the store setup that uh that they saw was that price good Oh yeah, if you can get them even close to retail at this point, it's it's a it's a must buy. Let me sure. know if you, you need to pick it up from me, bro. I can ship it to you. 
I might actually, I might actually get you to, because I tried to reach out to, uh, I think it was Collector Zone, and he was uh, Marco's at Collector Zone, and he was he was already sold out, so I put my name yeah. myself on the wait list for him, right? But uh, and then Commander Riker, who is uh, kind of the the second in command for for the Enterprise. I think this sculpt is a little soft, even still. People say that I look like uh, Commander Riker, which I think is a huge compliment. Believe um, it or not. <laughs> hard to say. But um, I'm still excited to have a Commander Riker in my in my collection. Oh, the side-by-side. Hmm? You see? I'll go out for Halloween. What do you think? <laughs> so, I could see it a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I'm not quite as serious. Um, and then same, similarly from the next generation, they, they've shown two Jordy LaForges here. Now that thing on his face is a visor. It just helps Jordy be able to see, uh, for everybody who's a Star Trek fan knows that of course. Um, but, uh, LeVar, LeVar Burton or LeVar Burton, uh, you know, reading rainbow. Uh, I mean, Shout out. awesome dude, awesome dude. Right. Uh, and I think for anybody who's just, again, a next gen fan, he's just a staple bridge crew that you have to have. They've shown two options here. So one, I believe is the more set realistic coloration. And then one I think is the more like, um, movie set coloration could be wrong there slightly, but looks pretty good. Uh, this is the one, this is the one figure that I, uh, fangirled over pretty hard. I'm not going to lie. So this is Jean-Luc Picard after he's assimilated by the Borg. Uh, and he becomes uh, somebody called Locutus. And essentially, the Borg intends to use him against the Enterprise and, and essentially humans or humanity. Uh, because Picard has all the knowledge. He's got all the codes in his mind. And once you become a Borg, you become a drone. You stop thinking for yourself and you become part of the collective. Uh, Locutus was always my laser tag uh, you know, name. And and uh, I always thought he was just one of the coolest figures uh, out there. And so if, if of all of this line, if I could only pick up one figure, it would honestly probably be this, this guy. My only sadness here is that the sculpt looks still a little bit on the soft side. I'm hoping that because it's a prototype, they'll tune that up a little bit. But because this this particular image of this this character, because he showed up in such an early season of Next Generation, it was the end of season three, first episode of season four. Uh, the two episodes are called The Best of Both Worlds. If you get a chance, it's two of the best Star Trek episodes, I think, of all time. Um, back then, the, the, the set you know, or like the costumes and stuff, they weren't quite what they are now. Like if you see a 2022 Borg, they look insane and really scary. Back then they looked like they were dudes kind of wearing cybernetic costumes. So to be honest, the outfit on this figure is actually pretty accurate uh, comparatively to, to what we saw back in the day on the screen. Wow. Yeah. That was, oh, I think we have, yeah, one more. Yeah, this is just uh, the other example of Spock and Kirk. So this is just from, I believe it's the original motion picture uh, film. So if you're an OG fan, uh, I mean, these guys are must-haves. I meant to actually say as well on that Locutus of Borg, the only other thing that they've uh, announced is that you'll be able to get um, the, the, the the stations that are in behind him there. If you can go back one, one picture there. Um, Zach. Yeah. Uh, so they're essentially regeneration chambers. Um, and so you can get three in your diorama and it looks like it lights up and everything. So it, it's basically what helps a Borg sleep, right? So um, very, very, very cool uh, to see this. You can kind of build out your whole display. Well done. Yeah, it was well done. Right knowledge. So, so do these all drop for pre-order at one time or they kind of have a staggered release uh, schedule or what's the sitch? It, it's a really good question. So the stream that um, that the developer was on uh, was, I believe, on Six Scale Mafia's channel. Um, you, you you heard him literally say that he's got at least thirty to forty planned for release this year, 
which is crazy. But he also intends to build every bridge crew that's out there. So he wants to have full crews for every show, as well as side character, as well as side villains. And so, like, just the fact that they've already shown this, you know, 15 to 30 figures and names, it is it is crazy. It is cr- uh, There are four lights. There are four lights. Um, wow. Great episode, Yukon. Do you um, like Star Trek? I love Star Trek. Uh, for, not, for, <laughs> oh, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me, I, like, I grew up on Star Trek. You know, it, like, my mom always watched fashion television after Star Trek, so we'd watch Star Trek The Next Generation, and then fashion television wow. would come on. So that was uh, kind of a memory from being a kid. But uh, I always loved Star Wars, too. It, they're, just so, they're just so different. And one of the things that I think I liked most about Star Trek is, you know, they, they solve problems with critical thinking and debate and discussion. They don't always have to try and blow each other up. There's parts of that, but that's not the main, that's not the mainstay, right? And it, it yeah. talks about a, a future of civilization where we work to better ourselves and, and become something more than more than we are now. And it's always been a really really cool thing a really cool thought anyways a really cool hope for the future and then uh, I gotta, shit all over it with the picard show i gotta yeah it's uh, not been great start watching it again i think i started watching the next generation but the episodes are so long and it like it would take um, me a while to finish an episode and i enjoyed it like don't get me wrong but mm-hmm. i couldn't get past the the weird alien with the judge outfit what's his name q I fucking hate that guy. Every episode, he yeah. just com- like the story's going, it's going and going, and then he comes in and just fucking side rails it. <laughs> so like yeah, a- that's uh, John De- John Delancey is the actor's name, and uh, fucking hate you know, that guy. It's funny because Q is, and that's you're supposed to, right? I mean, he's supposed to be the kind yeah, of the sharp of pokey in, in the ribs, right? But yeah. that's actually a figure that I have on pre-order is John Delancey's Q. It's a Judge Q. Uh, they've right already. They've already got him pre-ordered. I'm gonna I'm gonna highlight this shit out of that on on a future stream here. I'm just I'm just saying. So <laughs> stream here, kick this man off. Yeah, the next right? generation is such a great show. Yeah, well, and um, there's always like there's a great number of episodes that I mean I could always send you guys that are you know kind of the highlight episodes of, of all the seasons. So if you don't want to watch the whole series, I mean you can do that. Sorry, Dean, to cut you off there, bud. No, I don't think you are. Asmus uh, <laughs> dropped another so update. Excited. We don't want any more visitors, well-wishers, or distant relations. It has been the attitude during our fight against COVID-19, and good news has finally come to learn. The factory has survived against the COVID spread in China, so we're now back in business. Bilbo is due to ship in May. How do you like the sample so far? I think it looks, you know, as as good as I, I think an Asmus, you know, can look, especially if this is like an approximate counter sample, so... Um, I don't think there's a ton of quality lost there in the outfit, which I think is important. I think the portrait looks good enough. Uh, I desperately need to put this on pre-order, uh, so that's going to be probably my first priority once I get paid. Uh, Do you feel like they've weeks. upgraded significantly since uh, the last time they showed this sculpt? Uh, I mean, it looks the same to me. I think maybe the hair is a tiny bit worse, but... You know, I'm not expecting a Hot Toys quality figure for 180 bucks, and I know I'm not going to get one. So, uh, um, but this is going to go great on the Gandalf shelf with a Frodo. It's, it's going to going to sit together. Cool. And honestly, like the hardest part about this figure would be the body and the clothes, because you could always go to Wano and do it your own head if you really were that unhappy with it. Um, so I yeah, 180 bucks, Bilbo on the shelf. Solid. What were you saying, John? COVID didn't close the doors, but Queen might. 
Jesus Christ, they <laughs> oh, might open them though. Uh, <laughs> speaking of Queen, uh, so last week we were a bit confused about uh, some of these, uh, I don't know what you call them, but uh, slides that were shown. Uh, and I, I did live reach out to John from Queen Studios and kind of, you know, told him that um, I just wasn't really sure uh, what exactly was going on with, you know, even us, like on air, like half of us seemed to think it was one thing, the other half another thing. Uh, so this is the exact message. He said, sorry for the late reply. Most of them were early concepts as we're still working on the figures on the video. It said pending license or approval. I'll make sure we make it clear what they are next time. The ring wraith would have been an early proto and we should have some more of Gandalf to share next week, which would be this week. Uh, we know most one six scale collectors were disappointed, but we've been planning this since no last November. So unfortunately we weren't able to get uh, the six scale figures in time. I spoke to the team and they said they'll try um, to uh, do something like this for one six scale in the future, uh, hopefully sometime this year. And I think that means like another presentation video like this with actual figures. Uh, and then I did want to um, confirm uh, you know, I kind of pushed a bit and they said they were sorry for the mixed messages. Um, the issue was they need to get approvals before they post things and they're just trying to keep everyone as up to date as possible. So, um, I, I think we were right to be confused and that explains why Dean wasn't able to find like this ring wraith photo on the internet. Um, it's, it's just early concept stuff. And, you know, I just told them like, it, it was just confusing because in some photos there's bases and other photos, uh, you know, pending license or approval. What exactly are these? So, uh, we, these uh, are not figures. These are just, uh, I guess you'd call them renders. Yeah. Uh, and so that solves that mystery from last week. We still didn't get a statement that they were stating that they were going to provide us, correct? Uh, in like not us, not to us, just in the, general. The pre-order of yeah, the Joker? Yeah. Uh, no, we have we we have not, and I don't believe they have not officially released a yet. statement okay. in regards to the Joker. It's interesting. But, for this, at least we did get a direct answer. Like, yeah, this definitely. is what these are. At least we have we can put this to bed as far as the Lord of the Rings stuff goes. So uh, they look great. Hopefully the uh, figures in hand are much better. Uh, but there's that. Uh, now, Dean, for you, this was pretty exciting. This is... Jesus, I can't find anything on my Game right Toys Tiffa Lockhart from the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um... This thing looks like it's right off the screen, bro. This, it's fucking insane. It's. I have no doubt this is going to come out looking this good. The Game Toys Cloud and the Game Toys Sephiroth came out absolutely perfect. I need a 1-6 Tifa in my life. Hell, I need a 1-1 to -one Tifa in my life, but this will have to do. Um, For now. Yeah. And, yeah, this thing looks absolutely insane so can't wait for it to come out for pre-order it's still this these are still just teases but i mean it'll any day now that they're this far along so um i'm guessing maybe 180 ish because i think cloud was like 180 as well now he's going for like 600 so i'll never own that unless you have one out there for sale let me know i want to buy it Wow. Um, yeah, I'm so excited. Uh, this thing is amazing. And Hiroth oh, looks is perfect amazing. to hide any potential joints or anything like that. Like, it's right? going to make a great figure. Yeah, I'm excited. Dean, that actually are... looks some... 
I was oh, gonna say that's some really good flexibility on the bike there as well. Like if that's the if that's the figure sitting on the bike, it looked really like a real person sitting there, which is kind of crazy. Got a good arch. You love got a good arch. I. <laughs> this is this is a full figure idea. It's not a kit. Right. Correct. Gotcha. And then they showed. I guess this is Eris teaser. Yeah, tease or Eris, depending on how you pick you are. But yeah, they teased her as well. So that's another figure you're gonna have to buy. So. I'm excited, because Aerith is probably the first love of my life, so, you know, here we go. But yeah, this, I can't wait for this either. I'm excited. Wow. Well, congratulations, Ian. I know you're very excited about that. Now, Interbay uh, did put up a teaser that they're going to be making more uh, 1-6 scale basketball figures, which is great. So, uh, the Nets, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, the... um, Curry Golden State Warriors, uh, which I think is like their second or third uh, Stephen Curry, so that's great. Uh, Giannis from the Bucks, uh, Luka Doncic and Ja Morant, or Luka Doncic from the Mavericks, and Ja from the Grizzlies. I don't know that much about basketball, but I think I got that. Um, I'm super excited for Giannis. Giannis is like one of my favorite characters, the Greek freak, so uh, I don't know if that would be a pickup, but I would have to strongly consider it. Um, and uh, I guess Curry's just such a, you know, an absolute banger of a player that they're making another Curry. Um, and Ja, too. That dude is, like, one of the most exciting players to watch basketball. Uh, but, Marco, I think you're a big basketball fan. What do you think about this? Yeah, big time. Like, the Luka is one that I have my eyes on. Obviously, as a Kings fan, I'm, like, so depressed that we passed on him. I know Gigi's, like, great sports figures because, you know, I've, I've been calling for more sports figures. I want NFL figures, if possible. Um yeah, I think this interesting though that Interbay put them up for pre-order, right? I think it's like a twenty-five dollar deposit without any pictures. Is that something that might be standard for, uh, you know, this company? I, I've just, I guess, I'm not super familiar with. Is it even in our best interest to order directly from them, or do you kind of go through Big Bad Toy Store instead? Or I've never, then I can remember seeing a licensed company put something up without photos. Like, I've seen Sideshow do it, but, like, you could just go to Hot Toys' website and see the photos. Like, you know, they'll do it for, like, a day while they're uploading the photos. Um, I've never seen that done for, like, longer than a day. Okay, okay. At, at least in six scale that I can recall. Got it. Yeah, it's an interesting choice, but I guess he's, these, uh, you know, um, athletes are so popular that maybe they think they can sneak in some pre-orders now. And they've got a proven track record. The only thing that bothers me with these figures are just the joints. Like, I just want them as display options. I want to have, like, seamless if possible. I get they're, they're meant to be posed, but if if it was a little bit more of a display piece, these would be no-brainers for me. But with the joints, it's like you kind of have to have, you know, uh, characters that have more sleeves and ways to, uh, to hide the joints if possible. So, Marco, or, and I guess anyone here that watches basketball, um, obviously they're announcing six figures now. Is there other figures of, of active players that you, you would like to see in like a second round of announcements? No doubt about it. I think there's a lot of figures, a lot of upcoming uh, folks. I'm drawing a blank on exactly who, but I'd love to see them go back still with the retro figures. I know they've made the MJ and, you know, yeah, um, yeah it'd be Tim great Duncan. to get like... That's, that's right. Oh, Tim Duncan. There you go. I'd actually Dude, I'd buy Grand that. Theft Alvarado, bro. <laughs> Little man new action, but bro, <laughs> for wow. me, it would be Chris Weber would be the, the one that I would be a no-brainer. Or Jason Williams, like something like that would be a no-brainer. 
They already did yeah. an Allen Iverson, yeah? Yeah, they did. Yeah. That wouldn't be Practice. sick because, again, like he's got the sleeve, he's got the armbands, he's got like long shorts, so you could cover those joints really easily. Yeah. Can you imagine the figure know. body size on a Shaq? That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> they ha- they have a Shaq. He looks kind of goofy, though. Like, do they? He oh, dude. dude Shaq it's, looks it's like the terrible. rookie Shaq, right? <laughs> oh, I want to see that. Oh, it's <laughs> it's so bad. It's not good. We goofed so. on it a while back. Yeah. <laughs> so these like leave a little quick. bit to be desired, but I hope that with this next uh, iteration of this next tranche of figures, they kind of step their game up a bit. Did you say tranche? I'm not going to let that go. Okay, sorry about that. Clip that one. Yeah, this looks busted, bro. Hey, it's nothing a sweatband can't fix, buddy. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That's a <laughs> okay, it's pretty busted. All, <laughs> Give him a pizza. <laughs> a Papa John's pizza. And, or uh, printer. Doesn't he do the mention. printer commercials, too? <laughs> printer commercials. Now, now he's doing is he doing Icy Hot or he's like oh, he's, singing in the shower? Copper fit, ring, all that <laughs> shit. Uh, Dean, you know what I want to sing about? Actually, John. No, that's okay. You said his name. He'll do it. No problem. Do you it, know, Dean. The level of respect that I'm getting lately from these guys here. It's, wow. It's unacceptable. We want to thank our friends. Oh, hold you, on. John. Let me take this timestamp here. because Tell me how what. good the movie of the week was, John. Movie of the week was great. The real life story of... Uh, Guys, we want to thank our friends over at uh, 16 Corner. Their mission is to provide the best figures and collectibles to their customers. They offer great prices, great packaging, fast shipping, and best in the business customer service. Collecting weekly listeners get 10% off in stock figures while our show is live using code capital C, capital W10. Choose your figures, pay safely with PayPal, and leave the rest to them. You guys are heartbreaking. I was heartbroken today. That's when- okay the most powerful moment in american history and john i don't know if you watched it it breaks my heart uh episode 212 our uh topic of discussion is a pre-order uh, i'm curious if you guys uh pre-order these days why or why not where you pre-order uh is that time is that nicholas cage with a crown of thorns i think that's a new movie <laughs> jesus christ um, <clears throat> Nicole, it's, what's going on with it? I, I honestly don't pre-order that much these days. Very rarely. Uh, and, and there are some great options there out for pre-orders, don't get me wrong. Steven's Collectibles, uh, you can pay uh, deposit and then pay monthly. That way when it comes in, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, Big Bad Toy Store, you can, uh, in most cases, uh, do a free pre-order and free cancellations, which is great, which which I really enjoy. For more expensive stuff, you know, I don't think you have the luxury at either of those to get free cancellations. Um, I do have uh, some stuff for pre-order uh, through Big Bad Toy Store. I do also have a statue for pre-order at Sideshow, just because getting it shipped from Prime One directly would be a bit expensive. Um, but I, ever since, because I put that pre-order for that statue a while ago. And I think that's the last thing I put on pre-order. Ever since these delays and constant new announcements and, you know, ever-changing, like like what Marco was saying earlier, like, you know, they may announce a battle damage, Luke. Like, I just don't see why anyone would pre-order up until, you know, maybe four, five, six months out, then start pre-ordering, get your payment plan started, because it's just so unpredictable what um, what can happen in, in the 1-6 scale, um, I guess community what what will happen and you know even 
there's not even really a benefit to be honest to pre-order like mark pearson love that guy um he'll day one pre-order a figure and be the last one to get it and people that order it like the week before it comes out will get it like four months before him so it there's no rhyme or reason as to who gets what when you know from big companies uh there's not like a particular company obviously of course if you're going overseas but in the united states there's not like oh if you go to entertainment earth or steven's collectibles or sideshow or big bad twister you're gonna get it first it's totally random there's no benefit in my opinion to ordering early um and i i was always like i, I love the, the six scale scavengers crew but i was kind of like shuddered with like the dopo mentality because i do think at some point pre-ordering is a good thing you know four or five six months before release but ordering something the first day and committing to it two years before it comes out that's so long like you know and and a lot of collectors that i know that were in the dopo life would cancel a lot of pre-orders at great expense themselves i mean 30 bucks a pop you're canceling you know six seven pre-orders at a time that's that's not chump change that's like a whole figure that you're losing um and so i don't know i i just don't particularly feel like it's necessary um there's some stuff that i absolutely like i think it was last summer the toothless i put it on period with steven so like i'm i missed out on that once by being an idiot like literally it sold out like got to my local comic store they had eight i was gonna go home and think about it went back a few hours later they were sold out of all eight so i was like i'm not gonna make that mistake again i'm gonna dopo that one but you know, generally speaking, I I don't pre-order it. There's just too many figures coming out. The wait times are too long. And my collection changes not that often, but often enough that, you know, unless it's something like, like a Bilbo where it might be coming out next month, I don't particularly see a need to, you know, be committing this early on some of these things. <clears throat> yeah, I'm with you. Um specifically with six scale figures because they really don't sell out that much uh like right away and even if they go on wait list it's usually like because they're waiting for stock to come in and then they go back up like the next day and people will like trip over themselves like i gotta get on the wait list it's like uh, you really don't um but with like statues sometimes statues will sell out before they come out so i do have two statues on pre-order um but you are you're not wrong about the delays especially with statues bro i know two of the prime ones we had we were waiting like two years after we had already paid it off for it to finally release <clears throat> um but like, if it's something like maybe like a black series where it's like, I don't really want to go hunting every weekend or every day at a Walmart or 10 targets just to find yes. this fucking thing. I'll just pre-order it from BBTS. It's only 25 bucks. It doesn't cost anything to pre-order it anyway at BBTS. Uh, if it's a very insignificant amount of money, they don't charge you anything. Um, but yeah, very rarely will I pre-order stuff. Uh, that did bite me in the ass, specifically with the game toys, Cloud and Severoth. Um, they sold out before they were ever released. 
uh i would say within weeks of them coming up for pre-order they all sold out and i'm i'm still looking for them um but that's such a rare thing that sometimes i'm like all right that's my fault you know i'll just suck it up and pay the aftermarket price like that was my bad but again that's so few and far between with six scale in my experience that yeah i don't i don't pre-order um but i mean if you choose to it's not the end of the world i know john has his thoughts so kind of want to hear his take on it so um just do you do it do what your gut tells you to do how about that yeah i you know i used to be that guy pre-order came out you had to order because that's how it was you had no choice if you wanted the piece you had to order in three days it was gone if it was in demand now (laughs) i wouldn't touch a pre-order now they're I would opening not... the three-day windows back up. I'm not talking about the three-day window. What's the difference between a queen's window and an airplane? <laughs> okay, three. I shouldn't have said three days. Okay, two days. Um, I got but that's a perfect days. example. That one I pre-ordered because they gave you the time frame. You had to. If you wanted, you jump on it. That's the same situation with everything else. Hot toys, I wouldn't touch a pre-order ever again until that demand is back. And they're, they're making a surplus amount. I understand people want to pre-order, get their lives organized and this and that. Okay. That's fine. Power to you. Me personally, I'm talking about because the figure comes out and it's still available for, it's still available once it comes out. And like these guys said, when it hits the wait list, you have a pretty good chance of getting the figures off. Plus all what's happening in China right now with the lockdowns, they still have some major COVID lockdowns. So I'm forecasting that a lot of these releases that we're going to be seeing are going to be delayed heavily um where i would pre-order is on the statue side companies like prime one xm where there's real limited number of statues some of these companies are doing like a made to order statue so they'll make let's say 9.99 but if they only get 300 orders they're only going to make 300 you better get your order in if that's the case to secure your your piece also for stuff like queen studios with the captain america where you have a certain amount of time frame to get the exclusive if you order within a certain time frame you get a, an exclusive to the statue that's when i'd pre-order but the six scale game the way sideshow and hot toys have been teaming up and the, i i wouldn't touch pre-orders i wouldn't touch nrds i wouldn't do any of that that's my two cents well not everybody at once Go ahead, Marco. Okay. Jesus. So Christ. let me let me get the outliers out of the way really quick. So in terms of like iconic studios, right? Like I rushed to pre-order both the Ryu figure and the Muhammad Ali, because that that's a company that it, it feels like they're doing things right. They're communicating with the community, wanted to support them. There were like financial incentives to uh, pre-order earlier and directly from them. So those were ones that I rushed to pre-order. Like the, obviously we talked about the the Joker, right? We thought there was a window that that like stressed me out, but I rushed to pre-order that. Uh, like the NECA Turtles four pack, right? So so I could say like be conscious of whatever windows or exclusive timelines, and, and those are the ones that you know you have to make the decision there on the spot. And then statues, obviously uh, Dean and John talked a bit about that, so I'm you know more familiar familiar. I'm not even going to say that word, but I'm getting to know the different timelines and um, 
know when I do or do not have to pre-order. So I've got my eyes on a few. I don't know if I'll pull the trigger, but uh, so, so that's with those particular items. When it comes to hot toys, there are certain instances, and I feel like I'm in the minority here, but I like certainty. So I don't want to pay tax and I don't want to pay shipping. And the number of retailers that offer no tax, no shipping, at least for me here in California, is shrinking. And so, you know, I've got my my honey holes that I go to, um, and I don't want to name any of them because I don't want to send any <laughs> any retailers or distributors after them. But I think it's no secret here. So I think you just look around in the groups and you'll know who's who. Um, but I, if a if a figure or a set or a vehicle is going to be over two kilograms, right? Shipping costs are going up. Those are normally pretty expensive to ship. So if I can secure a pre-order on something that I know I'm 100% going to get and can kind of lock in that certainty of like, here's my, here's going to be the total all-in cost, I do it on a select number of them. So if Hot Toys, you know, there's 120 releases right now on a very small percentage of that, there's ones that I know for sure I'm going to get. Um, nothing's for certain, right? This whole freaking industry could tank tomorrow. Um, but But based on right now, these are the ones that I've identified that I'm going to get, and it's a really low, uh, you know, pre-order cost. Normally, it's about fifteen dollars is what I'm looking at. So, in those rare instances, I would pre-order, but I'd say besides that, you don't want to do it because these figures could be peg warmers. There's so many coming out, you could get deals, you know, either on in Hong Kong or domestically. So, definitely best to wait. Also, because because there's so many, the quality control is going to be difficult for them, right? They're going to have more misses than ever because of the just sheer number of figures that they have to get out in a certain amount of time. So uh, just for that reason, just be really selective, but I don't completely rule out the pre-ordering strategy. Thanks for going for me, Marco. The wind and snow outside was just going crazy, so I didn't want to be too loud wow. on, the, on, the, on the chats here. But... Naughty boy. And also, I, I would say there's not enough honey holes in Canada. I don't know what those are exactly, but I'm going to start looking for those ASAP. I'll show but, you a honey hole. <laughs> oh, wow. Show me your honey hole, Marco. <laughs> um, for me, uh, I would say it's very strategic. So, uh, like you guys have mentioned, I pre-ordered the Queen Studios Joker because they gave us a window. I thought that that window was going to mean relatively exclusive release, and then pre-orders opened up again, so I felt a little bit burned on that one. Having said that, I also know that one of my favorite characters of all time and one of the best likenesses I've ever seen will be coming to my collection within this year, hopefully, cross fingers. Um, Hot Toys, for the most part, I don't pre-order anymore because it does seem like they do stock the heck out of them um, like crazy. I, it's been a while since I can remember one that I really truly wanted that I didn't get a chance to see, you know, either in-hand photos of or anything like that before I needed to feel like I needed to make my decision to buy it. Um, you know, talking a little bit about XO6 releases today, XO6 is probably going to be the one company that I do start doing more pre-orders from, but only because they are sounding like they would like to have uh, no reissue strategy, with the exception of the, again, the first contact. Bro, you give them that one exception. There's you always know, an exception. You open, John, You're you not open wrong. the window a creek. Next thing you you're know, not, the whole shutter is gone. You give them an inch, they take a mile, bro. If you're a company that stands by no reissues, then in no circumstance do you put out a reissue. And Look, I mean, they might. I know they all might about giving an inch, and I'll tell you that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> they, they might do that, right? I mean, they might hold to the no reissue thing. 
I would be okay if they, they didn't. Um, again, that may erode my, my decision on pre-orders in the future, though, if that was the case, right? And so I think with the XO6 line, anybody who's a Star Trek head or a Trekkie like me, that's something you should still consider. I missed Picard and I missed Data, and those are two of my favorite characters of all time. Um, and that was disappointing. I think there are always going to be those staple characters or staple um, roles that you know that you just love. That you know that if it took three years for the figure to release or six months for it to release, you know 100% that you'd be upset if you didn't have that in your collection. That's how I feel about Data. That's how I feel about some of the figures that have come and gone, or even the again the Queen Studios Joker. I know if I missed that, I'd be really upset. I think what pre-orders I now plan to avoid are the I'm on the fence pre-orders. The ones that I like I think I might want, but I'm kind of back and forth a little bit. And I think that's when people end up canceling their their NRDs and losing money and all of that stuff because they pulled the trigger because of FOMO. They pulled the trigger because one of us lovely streamers said, ooh, you know, look, it might go rare. Uh, and then it, then it either does or it doesn't. That happened to me with the Batman Beyond figure. You know, I thought that that guy was going to go waitlist before he hit in stock. So I bought him and I got him in hand and he just did not fit my collection. As cool as a figure as it was, he just he just didn't fit. And so I ended up selling them and I took a loss on it because I'm in Canada and I had to pay all the extra tax and fees and all that good stuff, right? So for me, I've kind of learned my lesson that way now. I think at least in terms of Hot Toys, I don't plan to necessarily pre-order them unless it's a figure that I know I just absolutely have to have in my collection or I'd be devastated if I missed it. And otherwise, it'll be the XO6 line going forward. Um, that I like the comment Don mentioned. Uh, more than happy to support a new 1.6 company. That is offering options outside of the major licenses. I think that as well, like uh, Iconic yeah. Studios, like a company like that, that's a company that I would, if they put up a pre-order I was interested in, I would support them and and, and pre-order the item. Um, uh, a few uh, of us had mentioned uh, figures or statues that you missed out on, but Marco and maybe John, are there things that you missed out on from not pre-ordering that... Like you kind of look back and be like, "Fuck, man! I wish I would have yes. pre-ordered it." Yeah. What are some of those uh, examples? The sideshow, the full-size rancor that they did, the statue. Oh wow! Okay. I missed the pre-order, and I joined the wait list, and it converted, and I missed that as well. I remember that you, I, I vaguely remember where you were like thinking about it, and then you passed, and then yeah, I regret why, that. Why did you pass? Was it I don't just know. Anything, I just or? yeah. Well, at the time, it wasn't really. Uh, it didn't really fit the collection, but now that I think about it and where I want to take the collection and if more Star Wars pieces are coming out, I kind of want to take my collection in that route. And it, it was it's just a gorgeous rendition of the character. Um, that I know they made a smaller one, but I wanted that full size. The ES was like really low and everything. It was perfect. But what are you gonna? Yeah. I gotta pay. I gotta pay the price now. That's how it works. I don't have too many specific examples of things I didn't pre-order and regret, but uh, because I've been collecting for such a limited amount of time, but I will say with sneakers, there's lots that I passed on that I do regret. So I do love that Hot Toys. You can get it if you want it. So that's why I like really try to like think long and hard about, do I want this figure or not? And I probably over obsess over things, but if I really, really think it through, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this one for sure. Let's lock it in. Yeah. I think it also depends on the license. Like, for me, like the Robotech stuff, if or Macross, if I don't pre-order it, I'm not getting it. 
Uh, there have been several times where we've been on stream and I've done like a live pre-order and they're in seconds. Like before the screen could even load that I clicked pre-order, it sold out. So I remember that after dark, bro. Yeah. There's been shit gets intense. Yeah, there's been two of those where it's like if I don't pre-order this, I will not get it. So uh also consider that too, like depending on what property you're collecting. Like Star Wars, it's probably not gonna sell out, right? They're probably gonna make more of that figure than Bandai makes VF ones, you know. That might be a hyperbole, but you get what I mean. Um, so yeah, just think about that too. If you, because I know John's like, don't let them hold your money, which is fair, right? You could mm -hmm. just hold the money yourself, and you know you're not really gonna get any like interest on that money, you know, cents on the dollar maybe. But he's not wrong. Um, but if if you don't want to take that risk, bro. Just fucking pre-order it. Don't feel bad. Feel Who cares bad. what John thinks? Feel bad. Now, <laughs> are you going to let the company hold your money? Who cares? It's not about interest. It's about principle. Can you tell me, uh, obviously, changing focus is a reason, um, but are, are there times that you guys have canceled a pre-order, and if so, why? Um, uh, usually with me, if it's taking too long, you know, if I'm if I no longer have the space for it, um, you know, cause in six months or a year for, you know, most statues or, uh, figures, I mean, a lot can change, especially if it's a piece that takes up a substantial amount of space. Uh, for me, that's always an issue. Uh, or, uh, sometimes if it's like an ensemble team, if I get the first part of the team and it's like, eh, this wasn't that great of a figure. I don't need to buy the other four. Um, for you guys, what, what, uh, when have you, and why have you canceled pre-orders you've canceled in the past? Um, sometimes it's usually just like a black series figure that I'm like, eh, this is going to come out soon. I don't really feel like spending the 30 bucks on it. Fucking cancel it. That's usually it. Just like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to spend the money on this. I'll just get it later. Cause again, they've black especially black series they don't sell out or you'll find them at a flea market in six months for fucking half the price so yeah i've definitely canceled a few and i've got some regrets there luckily i didn't lose any nrds um, but this was kind of the early days of my collecting gg was getting pretty irritated this is before we implemented the tax and i kind of was lying to myself like i'm probably going to stop collecting here and you know let me so i canceled the um, BV, no, it wasn't BVS. It was Justice League Superman, Remnant Trooper, and the <laughs> uh, Solo Darth Maul. Like all figures that definitely are ones that I really want in the collection now. Um, and I, well, I have the Remnant Trooper now. But so I think after that experience, I'm like, you know what? These are kind of tougher figures to find now. I'm just going to get what I want. And um, as long as I can do it financially and space wise, and I'm paying my tax, then. Uh, I don't want to live a life with regrets. You're always going to miss out on some of the figures, but try to think about what I really, really want. Yeah, so for me, it was the uh, the Venom. Um, I FOMO pre-ordered Venom as he was getting ready to kind of go out of stock. It was saying limited stock on Sideshow and, and some of the other sites. And so I locked in the in the pre-order. He then went uh, waitlist, and his pricing obviously like it's like went insane uh, on secondary people selling them for like 900 or a thousand bucks right so i'm thinking okay like i did pretty good like 
you know, I'm going to get this figure and, you know, Canadian dollars, it was going to cost me like 750 bucks or 800 bucks to get them out, out here. Um, and then they released the Carnage with, with the Eddie Brock uh, head sculpt and, and I'm thinking, okay, like that's pretty cool. Like, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get a Carnage now at some point. Uh, and then shortly after that, they released the Venom 2.0 with the Eddie Brock head sculpt. And I canceled that so quick because for me, like not having the head sculpt with the Venom didn't didn't feel right from the get go. And I didn't know if I could justify twelve hundred dollars worth of Venom and Carnage figures. Um, so I was going to be I was going to try to be as happy as a clam with just one yeah, in my collection. And then boom, you know, like they, they turn around and they give you the Venom with the with the Eddie Brock head sculpt. So. That was a, a time. I actually messaged John on this at, at that point because I w I canceled it with with Sideshow and and I didn't get my uh, NRD back. It was the first time I'd ever ever canceled a pre-order and they said like no sorry your loss sort of thing and so put a bad taste in my mouth and it was also disappointing because once again it kind of showed me that like I shouldn't pre-order based on FOMO because if I had just waited just a little bit longer I would have ended up probably pre-ordering the one that I actually wanted which was that second release. How long ago was this? Um, geez, I want to say around Christmas time. It was, it, it, I canceled it right around the time that they released the Venom 2.0. And it was your first cancel? That was my first cancel ever. Ever with them? Ever. Oh, I'd call them back, brother. And they said no. Nope. Go yeah. full Karen on I, them. No, I'd call them back. That's wrong. Uh, your first NRD, they always give back. You tell them oh, it's your first? Time, this time to they the manager. Yeah. I'd still call. I would still yeah, do it. I might. I might, because it was a bad experience, and then what ended up happening was I, I didn't end up pre-ordering the second one, because then I just talked myself out of the purchase entirely, and I was kind of, I was kind of butthurt about the fact that they, that they did it. Like, I just, I don't know, I didn't appreciate it, and I was like, screw it, I'll, there's other figures that I want, and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, if you want me to pretend to be you, I'll get you that NRD back. I'll tell you that right <laughs> I now. Pre wow. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll be <laughs> like, uh, I, I need an Eastern Canada, I need Eastern Canada Canadian to, to back me up. Yeah. You're Canadian? As West, West Coastians, yeah. I don't know. No, no, but seriously, you should call because they'll get it back. Yeah, How long I mean, ago was this? This was like December, I think, when bro, the Venom 2.0 came bro. out. No, we waited too long. Trust me. Cuervo said he'll call for me, so we'll see. Wow. Well, <laughs> Cuervo might be just as nice as you, bro. <laughs> Cuervo might pay more. But, How does uh, that do it? He loves so ordered two figures. How dare you, Dane? I need to speak what? to the manager. Speaking of phone calls, speaking of phone calls I, uh, garage door opener, I need to you know call the company, right? I call them at, at, at 9, no, 10 o'clock, right? You know, within business hours. A.M.? Our lines are so busy, we'll you know leave a message, we'll get back to you all Hate day. That. Hate that. Bro, how many people are calling about garage door openers? Well, you, know you, do? you change the company. That's what you do. I need to get a, a, a remote for the outside. Can't you go to Home Depot and get it? Those universal ones. Uh, yeah, you can, yes, but I don't know if mine is so old that I can't use a remote. I was going to say, if you're having problems with yours, probably everybody that has theirs is having problems. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Ezra Miller arrested again in Hawaii. This, is, uh, this man's on a tear. Uh, the Flash star Ezra Miller is once again under arrest in what has been a worrying span for the actor, according to Hawaii News Now. Police have confirmed that Ezra Miller was arrested again earlier on Tuesday. Um, in this article, there's no specific reason, but apparently he was at a party, he was asked to leave, and he yeeted a chair at this chick and busted her forehead open. So, Jesus. Um, you know, this is... Uh, I don't... I, I feel bad. Like, I hope that that someone is able to step in and kind of... You know, get him, get 
Ezra Miller some help because it seems like every day there's a new police call, arrest, and I mean that shit's gonna add up eventually. And especially as one of the what do they call it the the, the big me, four or five for for DC, um, they gotta really start getting their shit together because yeah, he's pulled you know, already. They pulled him, I think, already. I heard from the new film. That as I heard they might yeah. even. Yeah. I heard that they're doing a movie. meeting. I heard it's. Yeah. I from. I heard it's also, that it's. As of right now, it's not a fact, but I heard that it's done. Like he's he's done. It's a lot of speculation right now, though, right? I'm sure that they haven't because there's like new management that's coming in. They want to restructure yeah. things. So he, that's exactly why would you keep yeah. him? He's kind of like the Robert Downey Jr. Why would you keep him in the role with all this? A new company coming in, you want problems? Clean it up. He's way less valuable than Robert Downey Jr. No, I'm right? giving you like an example. Like <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah. he's way less valuable. In the DC world, he's like the Flash films are, are going to push the DC films forward, right? The whole franchise. That's what's going. Yeah, forward. especially with getting Keaton involved and exactly big, big names. You want to yeah, start this? Names. The new company wants to start with uh, on, on a bad note. Uh, don't think it's going to happen. Say you know what, what you will. Me? Go ahead, Dean. Oh, say what you will about Disney. But they keep their fucking actors in line. DC has Ezra and fucking Amber Heard actively fucking up. Like, yeah. come on, bro. Yeah. Like, those are your two big franchises right now. And, and Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith. <laughs> oh, yeah, Will Smith, <laughs> yeah. too. Yeah. Like, bro, like, well, come on. Like, yeah, DC's done. DC, DC yeah. Real dude, Suicide it's... Squad right there. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. Clip <laughs> Jesus, Holy shit. And you know what this... You know what this... <laughs> that was too far. I'm sorry. That was, that was too far. I, I, I want to bring that? it back a little bit and not make light, because obviously this guy has, like, you know, some serious issues that I hope he gets help for. And, and obviously course, everything relates back to sports with me, right? So, like, this reminds me of Antonio Brown a bit, where... Because he's talented, he keeps getting opportunities and no one's really forcing him to like, okay, you need to get help. Like you're obviously, everything that you're doing is a cry for help. And so I'm hoping that, you know, DC kind of forces his hand. If he goes to rehab, you know, for a while, he, this, he could be a comeback story. John, you said Robert yeah, Downey Jr. Yeah, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. yeah. Classic, like if he, yeah. if, he, if he goes and gets help, but like this is probably his last strike right here. If we see one more thing about him. He probably would have eroded all of his goodwill with the public and it's like Kim the, the guy. Wasn't there something today that came out? I think the strike happened already. This is this. I think this should have been the last. Like the, I'm upset that Dean didn't get the Kim Kardashian. The previous thing should have been the last strike. I guess I I missed it. Comeback stories, bro. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. I. I guess we'll see, but it's it, it seems like every week on the show sheet there's been a. Ezra Miller arrested, you know. A lot of anger, man. A lot of anger. A lot of anger. You I feel that sometimes. It. Oh, I, I can't throw a chair through a screen, but it's uh, that's a no? start. Thor: Love and Thunder first trailer uh, teaser slash trailer release this week. Uh, what do you guys think about it? Looks fun, man. Looks cool. I'm excited, and it comes out in like a month. Yeah, month and a half. I'm like, hell yeah. This definitely just felt like a teaser, though, right? We didn't re- we don't really know the plot. It was just kind of giving us the vibes and the tone of the yeah. movie. But we still haven't seen Christian Bale. Like, there's still so much that they're going to unveil that it didn't really get me too hyped. But it, like, I'm very excited for the movie overall. The comics are spiking, that's for sure. 
more than what they were going for already. Oh, yeah. I've seen so many Jane Foster comics oh, yeah. on uh, the groups today. For well, some. that last scene was so cool. I like how some of the shots that they've taken, they took right out of the comic uh, and put it on the screen. I thought that's that was really cool. I'm excited. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm going to go on yeah. the Thor diet after uh, we watch the movie. So, What does that him, mean? You saw him working out, right? He lost all the weight? A little the montage there. Or... Huh? I'm just kidding. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> so the fat Thor diet or the... that's what I'm saying the fat Thor diet there we go Jesus Christ I would like a Bloody Mary I liked how ripped uh, Jane Jane Foster looked just in that quick uh, scene you see here you know she's got the jacked arms and everything she doesn't look like a small Natalie Portman anymore so I think it's going to be an interesting uh, interesting oh, release and, and, and I think we're, honestly like I don't, as I said last uh, last week I don't have any female um characters in my in my in my one six scale lineup right, and i'm always looking for the and i'm always looking for the strong female figure hey my fiance is a blonde a blonde so i can kind of pass oh. this off as you know she nice. is uh maybe she's on my How, shelf what? in one six scale version so what, what is your hell? problem what does that even mean bro that seems sexist <laughs> sean i'm so sorry no it's not what? i love it <laughs> she's in the chat so i can pass this off as no, um, she's my she's my hot blonde on the shelf. So I'm just gonna pose the question. Oh my God. Is this <laughs> I will. Definitely. Is Ben canceled? Canceled. I'm canceled. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Shut you down, Ben. Shut you down, Ben. <laughs> Zero Dark Thirty was the movie of the week chosen by moi, and uh, I don't know that everyone watched it. But following the terrorist attacks of September 11, 2001, Osama bin Laden becomes one of the most wanted men on the planet. The worldwide manhunt for the terrorist leader occupies the resources and attention of two U.S. presidential administrations. Ultimately, it is the work of a dedicated female operative that proves instrumental in finally locating bin Laden. In May 2011, the Navy SEALs launch a nighttime strike, killing bin Laden in his compound in Abbottabad, Pakistan. Ooh, this movie is so fucking good. <clears throat> it's so fucking good. Yeah, it's a thriller. You get a little bit of, uh, a little bit of espionage. You know, you you kind of get into the nitty gritty of really what, you know, counterterrorism is. Uh, waterboarding and, you know, interrogations, uh, connections with, uh, with local, um, sources of intel and, um. I appreciate that this movie um, really shows that stuff because it, it, it's, you know, not a particularly nice thing that had to be done to get this information. And and um, obviously they didn't, obviously I imagine they didn't show everything that would have happened in, in these rooms. But, I mean, it, it did get quite, quite graphic. And... Um, what are you laughing at? Shauna, dude, she's a fucking animal, bro. She, she, she's lighting up the ch- she's lighting up the chat right now. She said, "What I lack in arms, I make up for elsewhere. Can't have it all. Wouldn't be fair." She's not <laughs> wrong. I can't get over last week when she's like, "My gift, <laughs> bro." Shauna is a fucking. She we must need to get Shauna on After Dark. Yeah, dude. Now, as as an American. I will never forget the night that it was announced that we killed Bin Laden. That that was a crazy, crazy night. I remember. Let me be clear. My roommate <laughs> like ran into the room, and he's like, "They killed Osama." But I was I was like half paying attention, and I mean, 
in America, like you, you don't hear that name ever. Like after, like it's almost like you know Voldemort, right? Like you know you just like he fucking disappeared. Like we couldn't find him. Like no news about him in in years, right? And so my immediate thought was like o- Obama, died? like what the fuck? And they're like, no, no, Bin Laden. Like we killed Bin Laden. I'm like, what? What do you mean we we killed Bin Laden? Like just randomly? Like how does this happen? And then of course the the swag walk up to the podium and, and the announcement and I remember it almost felt like a holiday. Um, I was at Texas State and I mean there were like like it was like a festival, like cheering and American flags and USA chants and. Uh, where I lived on campus was pretty close to the campus square, which is like kind of like the main hub of the campus. And we went with a bunch of people, and I mean, it was like it was like a party. I mean, it was it was emotional, and um, unfortunately, like most people know someone that was affected by September 11th, like whether it be like they were there or have family that were there or family that had to serve because of. Uh, or, you know, go over that part of the world because of that. And, and, uh, I'm not, uh, um, like my dad had to go there for that war because of this. Uh, so it was, it was really emotional. And I remember, uh, just feeling so proud in that one moment. And, And I think like that was like the most proud I've ever felt to be American, I think. Maybe Dream Team basketball, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, <laughs> Zach, know, that might have been the last moment we were all united, like so. I, I think so. That we got. Ob- I think so. Bin Laden. It. And I'm I mean, it. To be an American, where at least I dude, know people were I'm playing that music, bro. It, it it was such a moment, and I think this movie, like in the film, when they, you know, kind of confirm visually that it's. Uh, Bin Laden, they they give the line like "Forgotten Country Geronimo." Like I tear up every time. Like it's such a powerful scene in that movie, and you know what that represents, and the person that they just killed is like, you know, it's fucking crazy. And and the mission itself, like the the movie, I mean, really shows like how kind of fucked it was from the beginning. Like they crashed the helicopter. Like you know, they're literally like less than a mile from Pakistan's West Point. Like, I mean, it was a pretty dangerous mission. And, and all the men that went in this mission were there basically on a suicide mission. Like most of them pretty much knew they weren't going to come back. And thank you. It, Chris it's a, it's an emotional movie. It's a powerful movie. It's, it's such a well done film. And um, yeah, this, this is one of my favorite films. It's so fucking good. Yeah, so I've watched, we've watched on the sh- show uh, 13 Hours. That's what it's called, right? Uh, uh, yeah, The With Secret Jumbo? Soldiers of Benghazi. Yeah. yeah, Jumbo, baby. And that movie, man. Oh, hey, was- Jumbo. You know the Jumbo, yeah? That movie got me so fucking hyped. <laughs> Fuck it for the celebration that took place after Benny's death <laughs> at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god he's not wrong bro dude that is the best way to describe it i mean yeah for real um so we watched 13 hours and that movie got me so fucking hyped to be a red-blooded american right 
And I was like, oh, I need more. Like, I need more of this. And Zero Dark Thirty was like, oh, I have to watch this movie, right? It's a very different kind of movie. Oh, yeah. 100%. 13 hours is fucking nonstop adrenaline. Action. Like, what the fuck is going on? This movie is a little slower burn, but it it shows you a lot of, like, not what the soldiers are doing, but who's telling the soldiers what to do, what those people are doing. Uh, Jessica Chastain, amazing in this movie. Um, yeah, this movie is incredible. Um, again, slower burn. So if you're expecting like a 13 hours, that's not the movie you're going to get. But, uh, yeah, I think Zach hit the nail on the head. Um, also dude, the scene with the fucking like covert helicopters, fucking sweet, bro. Those things look so cool. I'm sure they're very Hollywoodized, but. Those no, I looked... think there was a picture the day after the raid of the tail hanging over the fence of the compound. Uh, it's pretty close. Like oh, I think wow. they're actually like, I mean, obviously not probably one to one, but they, I mean, they're stealth helicopters. Like they're built to look, you know, boxy and angular to deflect yeah, radar. So they like don't exist, right? Uh, <laughs> the Canadians look bored out of them. Well, mind. they don't have like a big triumphant, you know. I mean, what is y'all's like? Big military yeah, big triumph, triumph at what? Like yeah, what a military do you guys stuff. Do? Okay. You guys still <laughs> do your do? Where's that clip? Do like your homework. Niagara think, Falls. Do you guys I was excited. I was excited right? when they. I was excited when they brought a Timmy Hortons to Airdrie. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ben, you're making um, fun of yourself, Ben. Wow. I will say, <laughs> Zach. <laughs> Zach, do you have Canadian? I told you. <laughs> Zach, do you have Amazon Prime? Yes, I do. Okay. Watch Jack Ryan. It's like a uh, like an amalgamation of Zero Dark Thirty and Thirteen Hours, and it's also John Krasinski. Amazing show. But anyway, this movie so good. If you haven't seen it, um, I, I'm bummed it took me that long to watch it. Uh, that I didn't see this in theaters. I'm really bummed because it was really great. I didn't get to watch it because I'm Canadian and they don't. Uh... <laughs> What the heck is this? Yeah, oh, wow. this is the this is the tale of the helicopter, the stealth helicopter that crashed. John, I'm so mad you didn't watch this. That's okay. You, I, I'm so mad at you. They don't televise. They don't stream here. Uh, American history. Pro American stuff. Yeah, pro American. Should see what they say about you over here. Anyways, <laughs> I, I can imagine. Two hours what and thirty-seven minutes. Now? Jesus. Uh, and uh, the mission wasn't even that long. And the uh, IMDb. <laughs> Well, it's the build-up to the mission, you dingus. <laughs> that was a solid joke, John. Holy wow. God. What's the uh, Rotten Tomatoes in this one? 91. That's wow. pretty good. That's that is pretty good. 7.4 out of 10, IMDb. Um, but yeah, do you, you really need to watch the movie? It was a massive yes, that's why we accomplishment. Watch it, it was... It was crazy what they did and how they were able to find him. And it just goes to show you that, uh, yeah, it's a big accomplishment. And I think a lot of families, it put closure. It gave closure for a lot of families uh, for what happened. So yeah, I just like that we gave Obama or Osama bin Laden the Megatron treatment where they just dumped him in the ocean. That was always suspicious to me. I'm like, I don't think yeah. conspiracy There was a lot of controversy. Was like, is, is it, did it really happen? I had that dude at Area 51 with fucking the aliens, bro. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, oh. yeah, well. Any did anyone else watch the movie? <laughs> yep. Uh, so for for me, I, good Canadian. I I wasn't too sure. Um, like I'd never seen this movie before. Uh, obviously, I know the situation. Um, I saw that Catherine Bigelow was the director, though, who did the the Hurt Locker, and I loved the Hurt Locker. I thought that was an amazing movie. Uh, I don't know what she say. Oh, she said, goodness. "Thanks for being on the show. I can eat popcorn on your side of the bed in peace." Terrible. Wow. Um, I loved I loved the Hurt Locker, so I had a feeling that I would probably like this movie. And I think Catherine Bigelow as the director, hundred percent nailed it. Uh, Jessica Chastain, like you know, you guys have said. Uh, she was a, a key actor in, or actress in the movie, but I think some of her subtle, subtlety in her acting was really, really good. You could tell, um, you know, just the emotions that she had in certain parts of the movie, just kind of behind her eyes, I thought was really, really well done. Um, and I found, like, even during some of the slow parts, you know, every time she'd hit a snag, you kind of were like, ah, like, you kind of felt for that she, you know, that she kept hitting these these snags along the way. And, and I know that um, when they started producing this movie they actually hadn't even found osama bin laden yet so you know they they ended up killing him before this movie finished its production so it's kind of interesting to me i kind of wonder how this movie actually may have ended if if they'd never found him or if they you know hadn't gone would it have just been kind of uh the whole build-up and then you know at the end like we're still searching or like who knows right but i thought that was kind of an interesting uh part of it i I did find obviously that the first two hours was definitely a long burn, like like Dean said. That that last thirty minutes is pretty pretty intense, though. Um, but I think you have to see those first two hours to really feel that process. And I think that there's a lot of movies that don't do a very good job of showing the process of trying to find somebody like that and everything that goes into it. And, and honestly, a whole career for this person. Right when she starts looking for him, she's new. She's she's green. You know, people don't take her necessarily what seems like very seriously. Uh, and by the end, she's hardened and she knows exactly what's up. And I thought that that was was really cool. So um, overall, I would say even as a Canadian, I I appreciated the movie. Uh, you know, obviously um, the states are right next to us, and so I think everything that happens to you guys still definitely plays a part on on us and our culture. Is you know, jokes aside, right and uh, I know I remember I definitely remember celebrating along along with you guys uh, back then because it was a it was a crazy time it was a crazy time so I was I'm happy I watched it I don't know if I would necessarily watch it again it's not something that I would put on kind of weekly um, but it was it was cool and I thought that it was That's tasteful fair. it seemed to me like they did a, a really good job of trying to make sure that what they were showing us was relatively true based on on real events and that it wasn't it wasn't uh, glamorized for Hollywood big screen you know like it it felt like a real like a real thing like a real story uh and i and i appreciated that you know uh the ups and the downs so i just have to say it's such an american thing that one of the best moments in our history is everyone (laughs) celebrating the death of somebody right like we were all cowboys we were all bloodthirsty after september 11th so like obviously him going down was such a monumental moment um, but I think like so many for things in life, too. right for the world. Yeah. Right. Like we're, you know, we're, we're the enforcer in a lot of ways for the world for, for better or for worse. Um, and so, and I'm not nearly intelligent enough to, you know, uh, discuss this, but I would just say like, 
like most things, there's a lot more nuance than just like black and white, right? Like this is very much criticizing the cost of freedom and um, like the like how the sausage is made to ensure that we're all you know uh, protected and like going after the bad guys is not always glamorous. And so I really appreciate that they highlight those kind of monotonous and also like really scary uh, moments um, to that go into planning an operation like this. I will also say that I like The Hurt Locker more. I think The Hurt Locker to me is a better movie. Just like more tension. Uh, that being said, this is this is still a banger. Like really, really enjoy this one. I believe this was only my second time seeing it. But um, I think just overall, yeah, highly recommend it. If, you, if you're going to watch anything, watch the end, right? If you're, if you're just going to watch that. But all the more monotonous stuff kind of leading into it. Uh, definitely makes for a really cohesive package. So, yeah, really, really great film overall. Dean, it's your choice for movie of the week. What is the movie of the week? Oh man, okay. Everybody here have Netflix. Yes, Canadian Netflix. Yep, Canadian Netflix. You should have it. It's across your fingers. I'll type check of live. Situation. Yeah, I'll check, yeah, check, check live. live. Don't let me know Tuesday at six. Okay. <laughs> 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 Shit, that was funny. <laughs> It's, Pirate Bay, uh, buddy. Pirate Bay. I don't even know what that is. Go. Cool. Roroni Kinshin. What? Um, hey, man. Even I'm, I'm saying what. Um, I'm trying to remember which movie it is. It's it's just called... Um, oh, no. This is... Roroni Kinshin. What? Uh, Roroni Kinshin. It's... Um, How do you spell that? R U R O U N I. Okay, I have a uh, Ruroni Kinshi. The beginning? No, not the beginning. Uh, is that the only one you have? I got Ruroni Kinshi with a big X over the name. And then I have Ruroni Kinshi, the final. <laughs> I thought this was a setup, to be honest with you. Okay, you, have, you only have the beginning and the final? Okay, and then another uh, one. I got one here Origins. Yes, uh, Origins. Oh, this looks... Wait, Pacific Rim, the Black Season 2 is out. And it's two hours. Wow. Bro, it's such a good movie. So this is based off of uh, an anime that's also obviously based off a of manga. But it's there's five movies in total. Obviously, we're not going to watch all five. So this is the, this is the first movie they made. Um, and then they went back and did the prequel. That's the last movie that they did. It's called The Beginning. Uh, but Origins is the 2012 film. It's amazing. I better write this. Down it's right. a live action, right? Yeah, and they you could watch it in Japanese or English. They just put Origins on Netflix like a couple weeks ago. It's so good. And they have uh, Bleach too. I hear that's a popular one. I'm excited to watch that. I watched the Bleach one. I didn't hate it, but I also didn't like the anime. So I don't know if like. Oh, I'm gonna pick like the worst movie. Okay. Richie Rich too, <laughs> and then we're not gonna watch it. <laughs> I hope you like it, John. Honestly, I really hope you like it because Princess uh, Momofuku wasn't the worst, to be honest. <laughs> what about Eva Longoria? Are you sure? Because you haven't bothered Eva, learning. No, Princess Momofuku was fine. Eva Longoria, <laughs> the the kid was too whiny, too whiny. <laughs> Daddy, yeah, Daddy. dude, Shinji sucks, bro. Shinjin, Everybody in the Shinji, show sucks. Whatever his name is. Not Asuka, baby. Uh, the Batman. Um, I just want to touch on this just for a little bit because I think Dean and John finally saw it. Um, yes. And I want to hear what y'all thought about it. Just briefly, just so we don't run too long tonight. Go ahead, Dean. Uh, you're asking me? You want, whoever wants to go, you go first. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I absolutely loved it. 
Mm-hmm. I like that they took Batman back to being a detective, solving what felt like a true crime kind of Zodiac killer, BTK kind of guy, um, finding clues, putting together puzzles. The Riddler was a great bad guy for that. Um, I loved it. Uh, it's a bit long. The chasing incredible when the car starts for the first time dude oh my god my seat i gotta tell you i had to switch seats Uh, that chasing was way cooler than i thought it was gonna be i loved it um the penguin was hilarious bro i now i know why he's getting his own show he was probably the most interesting character in that movie um, I really enjoyed the penguin's character. Also, uh, that's Colin Farrell, right? Yeah, yeah. Could not tell. Yeah, no. I could not tell that was Colin Farrell at all. It was amazing, amazing job there. Um, it, it sold me, dude. I'm getting the Batman figure. Um, from Hot Toys, or maybe you know whoever else. Maybe makes Queen it. Studios. Yeah, maybe. Yep. Um. Yeah. But yeah, I I absolutely loved it. Uh, it's on HBO Max, so I'll probably watch it again at home. It was great. Domaton with the super chat. Uh, next movie of the week: Blood In, Blood Out. I don't know if that's a real movie, but geez. Um, um John, you got to watch it. Yeah, uh, look, I'm a huge Batman fan. Batman's my guy. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the t- the dark take. When you get to see him on screen for the first time when he comes out of the, the shadows, that was oh, epic. Yeah. I like the suit. Um, I don't mind Pattinson as a Batman. I don't know how I feel about him yet as a Bruce Wayne. I think I got to revisit it. But as a Batman, he's he's good. You know, this is a very fresh Batman. Uh, you see him in with the journals year two, so he's like, he's fresh. Uh, so, Selena Kyle was great. Kravitz did a great job. Penguin, I wanted more because he was phenomenal. Didn't like Alfred. I don't like what they did with Alfred. Uh, not enough of him. And it's tough to see someone else playing Alfred other than, uh, what's his face, um, Michael Caine. Because he's my Alfred. But really dark. The city, the visuals were really well done. Uh, when he's jumping off the buildings. <laughs> <laughs> When he's jumping off the buildings and stuff, great. Not too much of a fan of what they did with like the water scene and all that. But um, that's true. I didn't like that. I thought that was too much. I did like how they kind of twisted. It's in the comics, but how they they told the story of how Martha and Thomas Wayne are not the saints that we all thought they Why'd were. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> okay, Margo. Like, <laughs> this is a passionate conversation here. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I thought it was really well. I, I'll be honest, it's a movie you got to watch more than once. I know it's three hours long and it's tough to swallow, but it's a movie you have to watch one, more than once. It's too much to process in one view. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I will say I'm kind of with John on the Alfred thing. I feel like he's getting the Aunt May treatment where he just keeps getting younger and sexier every time they make a movie. Um, but... Yeah, I I don't know. I didn't buy what's the actor's name? I always forget it. Circus. Yeah, Andy Circus. I I don't know. I just didn't buy him as Alfred. No. I thought he was a cool 
character like i didn't mind his acting i thought he was great it's just we like didn't get i don't enough know of him right you got yeah, like, maybe maybe that's what it was there wasn't enough alfred but i don't know i just didn't buy i i think john's right i think michael kane fucking killed the alfred oh, yeah. role so it's hard to i mean even if coming I mean, to from me, me that's what everything is compared to <laughs> yeah um and but, what's the actor damn. that did it for bbs in justice league I didn't like Jeremy him. Irons. Jeremy, Jeremy Irons. Irons. I thought he was decent too. Yeah, I thought he was cool. I love the way Batman is right in there with the cops. That was like he's Dude, a detective. That and he was, walks in the room oh, with that big dick. And they thing. all kind of like don't know how to exactly. feel. Oh, bro, so that the was soundtrack cool. was great. I, like this movie yeah. was awesome until it reached certain points where it was like, okay, I feel like they're stretching it. But what else was there? The um, his gadgets, the suit. I would have. I wanted some backstory. They may do it, and I like what they did with the, with the story where he's writing his journal. You see year two because you know year one, in the comics is how he became yeah. Batman with yeah. the parents yep. and everything. So I like that kind of attention. I wanted to see him. past bruce looked at him like yo that's like me right it's yeah. kind of telling you that story you and i still nugget. think we're gonna see that kid that kid's gonna I become, he's gonna something, become Robin, i think bro. Yeah. I, I, that's what i was thinking that. definitely because he showed up too many times throughout mm -hmm. the film and you got that mother the, connection i think so 100 percent. but you know that actor the clown actor uh that had the half face the joker yeah no uh no, remember when we first saw Batman for the first time? It was all the yeah, clowns. Oh, the one he lets right? go. The yeah. one he lets go, where it's oh, half yes. his face. He's the he's Robin in the TV show, that's on. He's oh, the actor that plays Robin in the TV show. That's hilarious. So I um, there was a scene where like the new mayor is is being kind of danced around, and oh, at the uh, the funeral scene, and she's like, "Hey, Mister Mister Wayne." great scene by the way because you get to see him as bruce wayne as yeah as well and uh but anyway she's like yeah like you have all this money and you're not really doing anything with it but i want to change that and it's like bitch it's not up to you who the <laughs> fuck are you coming to me telling me that you're gonna change the way i operate fuck you I, still I, think like she's gonna be, I still think she's going to be somebody important for the trilogy. I kept saying Two-Face, but I was getting, you know, torched for saying that. But she's like kind of like Gotham's new hope and the kind of the white knight. So I think oh, she's going to be true. important moving that forward. Like, if possible. you tear her down. Yeah. Do you know that's the not... guy The guy that was on the, the guy that was working with the Riddler? You know how he had the group of guys? Then they unmasked him. And the guy on the uh, scaffolding said, I'm Vengeance. Yeah. Remember that? Do you know who that guy was? The guy that approaches him at the funeral, right? The guy at the funeral who was like talking to himself and Bruce is like, what? He's like, oh, they're all going to pay. They're all going to pay. That's oh, cool. yeah. Oh, so, I didn't catch that. Yeah. Bro, that That's scene thing. where he shows up in his, I think he's driving a Corvette, an old 60s Corvette. And he walks up and fucking just big dick energy just confronts fucking penguin and the guy i don't remember the guy's name 
Maroney. But as Bruce Wayne, yeah. that was cool. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Like, and and they right? played Batman us. Batman don't fuck around, bro. And they played us with the trailer. Because if you remember in some of the scenes in the trailer, when Falcone was walking up those steps, Falcone. the lady in black was Selena Kyle in that outfit. So when you see him with the lady, you know you think the other one. And they did that. Yeah. Um, and you know, for better or worse, I, and I always say this: I don't need the same shit fed to me over and over again to enjoy something. Like it doesn't need to be. You know, Nolan Batman 2.0, yeah, or like an ex- an extension of that universe or whatever, yeah. um, or like super over the top, like the um, 89 Batman with the like real gothic kind of uh, Tim, uh, what's his Tim name? Burton, yeah, Tim Burton style. You know, this was kind of its own thing, and I really enjoyed it. I could see how people maybe not like it, but I fucking I loved it. I really, that, really liked that. That was my only gripe. Like they were going for even more grounded than the Nolan trilogy, but they had some really like outlandish scenes where like Batman seemed indestructible. Like the bomb blows up in his face, he's yeah. fine. You know, he like dives off with the with the suit and hit the bus and he's okay. It's like you know, you kinda can't have your cake and eat it too. Like give me yeah. fully grounded if you're gonna commit. Somebody said Nolan brought Batman to the real world. But this movie brought the real world to, like, the Batman from the comics. Does that make sense? Okay, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, yeah, that's a pretty fair, uh, because I I forgot whose stream we were on. But they were talking about, like, how in the Nolan Batman movies, he takes existing, like, military technology and futzes it to his own needs. And I was like, yeah, that makes that makes more sense as to just like I'm just gonna invent a bunch of bullshit, you know. Um, so I I kind of have a new appreciation for the Nolan Batman, but in this movie, you don't really get to see how he got all his gear. He's already kind of doing it, um, but yeah, it, it still felt very grounded and like. That looks like something, you know, somebody would wear in like a SWAT team or something, just, you know, with bat ears and a cape. But <laughs> uh yeah, I love I loved every second of that movie. It was it was really, really fun. Um Sweet. I think John's right though. You do kind of have to watch it more than once. Cause now that you said that about the little kid, I gotta go back and really pay attention to that because I think you're right. Well, and Metamorphic uh, Customs said it really well in the chat, actually, and I totally agree with them because this was, uh, you know, it was called The Batman. This movie is about the Batman. The folks that were saying, you know, Bruce Wayne, we didn't see enough Bruce Wayne, we didn't have a story with Bruce Wayne. This wasn't the Bruce Wayne story. This was The Batman, your two story, right? And and I think it sets up future character development for Bruce Wayne because he has to learn to be Bruce Wayne. I think Batman is really who he is. And that it's the Bruce Wayne persona is the is kind of that, that costume that he puts on right. in 
future years of being of being Batman that, that that's really his alter ego is Bruce Wayne and that rich billionaire it's not it's not the Batman the Batman is who he is this was the one Batman movie at least that I can think of or Batman series even where he doesn't say I am Batman Right. I mean, how many people made fun of Nolan or Christopher Nolan's uh, interpretation when Bale says, you know, uh, I am Batman. I mean, right. And, like we made fun hey, of him man. for it as much as I love uh, as, yeah, even as the fucking Lego it, right? movie. Fucking Literally, movies. everybody says every Batman has said I am Batman. And because he called himself vengeance in the beginning of the movie and then that that um, like John was saying, that bad guy at the end called himself vengeance. And then there's kind of that final monologue where he says, you know, it's no longer enough to be vengeance. You know, I need to be more. I was so waiting for him to say, you know, I need to be more. I am Batman. And then it didn't come. So that was actually a part that I thought was was kind of different. And it and it set this this Batman apart. But I think like Metamorphic Custom said there, I think future movies with Pattinson will get to see him actually learn to become Bruce Wayne in combination with his uh, his Batman true stuff. And I think that'll be interesting development. If you're watching Sweet. live, I know that the, the uh, something's freaking out on the stream right. I don't know if it's going to be on the download or on the YouTube video, but I know right now it's pretty choppy. So bear with us for chatting with stream support support. Right it's not, it's not choppy for us, but the listeners oh, are sorry. saying it's choppy for them. Um, I wanted to show this. I, I feel like I don't want to show this anymore because I'm kind of annoyed right now. But um, <laughs> don't get bamboozled and pay eight dollars for blue tack on eBay. This reusable adhesive clay for one six scale net connects. Don't. I, I saw this earlier today and I was like gonna roast it, but I'm not particularly in a good mood right now. Uh, but yeah, don't pay eight dollars. I get that at the dollar store or Walgreens for like a dollar. Um, John, can you read the Patreon read? I'm trying to chat with Streamer to figure out what's going on here. Uh, if you don't mind, let me pull it up for you. The names? You mean yes, Dean's? You want me to read them? Uh, yeah, wh whoever can read them. I'm trying yeah. to chat with uh, support. Oh, yeah, yeah, sounds good. It'll be my pleasure. The three pillars, as John says. Sean Fear, Ian CB, Renee Mendez, Eric Mariscal, Quinn Aguirre, Lemur Hernandez, King Louie, Mark Pearson, Paul Schreiber, James Colley, Equan, Chris Valenserina, Ben Thomas, Chris Letty, David Jones, Sam Gist, Daminator, Joao Breda, Sweet Sweet Danny Lee, Deanie Martin, Stephen Cret, Big Old Fern, King Zach, Cesar Maraquin, Mark Phillips, Lisa Martin Bobonski, Rick DeGregorio, The Everyday Collector, Ricardo Valdez, Jose CZ, Erwin Azucena, The Illustrious Winner, Alad Morgan, Tukothri, Wa, Derek B, I still, Derek, I really need to know how to pronounce that. Carlos Saavedra, Matt Clevenger, Seth Tucker, CC3PO, Scott Smith, Dalmaton, Bola Boyd, Jimmy James, Stephen Percha, Sean Usby, Scott Bradley, Stephen Maria Stanley, Eddie Mazenaris, Louis Bennett, Chip Perrin, Jimmy Hernandez, Gigi the Judgmental, and Brenton Palmer. Bow, 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 bow. Guys, thank you so much for supporting us on Patreon. We really appreciate you. Um, our April Patreon benefits are the network sticker sheet and the jumbo sticker. Those will be shipping out uh, hopefully this week if everything goes well. Stay tuned for that. Uh, we also have the D20 die for Living Dice that's shipping out to the top tier Patreonies. Uh, for Patreon, we have the $5 a month uh, tier, which is Sweet Angel tier. Uh, we also have the $15 tier, which is the Certified Christie Certificate, and the $25 tier, which is uh, doubles of all the stickers we send and the deluxe pog set. 
shipped to your door. That'll be shipping in May. Uh, we also have Discord, which if you're a Patreon, you can go on uh, patreon.com and uh, you can grab the link there. Uh, you'll verify your Patreon. You'll select which tier you're in and uh, you'll get access to the new Discord. A uh, lot of fun stuff in there. We have a bunch of different, uh, they're called channels for different chats. So, you know, if you like statues and comics, it's a, a specific little um, place just for that. Uh, and then there's also little kind of fun things we can do there, like um, a daily coin, stuff like that. We can kind of reward the richest uh, person in the Discord with some free stickers, uh, things like that. And uh, it's definitely a cool thing. There's like birthday shoutouts for the bot in there. We'll wish happy birthday, birthday. Just kind of random things like that. Uh, for the YouTube channel members, we got Mojo Z78, OG Fan, Absolute Erwin, uh, Bemet, Test Just One, Mark Pearson, DK Avengers 102, Ben Thomas. OMFG Rick, uh, Justin Harass, S Beam, Paul Schreiber, Andres IB, Andrew Kibo, Daminator, CC3PO, uh, Sam Gis, Lima Hernandez, Thomas Clark, and Carlito. We have uh, the emoji done that John wants to use for whenever we unlock it. I think we need like four or five members left. So if you guys want to join the member tab and get access to that new John emoji, uh, let me know. Uh, here's the benefits there. We have Patreon only for 99 cents. You get the loyalty badges and the emoji or the peanut gallery for 2.99. Uh, perks from the previous levels and member shoutouts. Uh, as far as the network goes, we have CW Live, OFAX, Small Talk, After Dark, Bricks and Brews, Ringcast, Live Unboxing, Club, Pose Wars, and Live and Let Dice. Um, ton of great shows this week. I think we got, uh, OFAC this week, Dean. I believe so. And then we have Club on Friday, After Dark on Wednesday, yeah. uh, and then Saturday. I think I think we might be playing some Ready or Not. So uh, great stuff for you guys to enjoy there. And then John, if you could do me a favor, read the socials for me, please. Yeah, of course. On Facebook, we got Collecting Weekly. We also have our main group, uh, Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. Uh, Instagram at Collecting Weekly at Collecting Weekly underscore Clips, and at the underscore Everyday underscore Collector. Guys, be sure. To be following all those pages for uh, some great content on the social media feed. There we go. Uh, Gigi says she misses D&D. We'll be back on April 30th. So sorry about that. Uh, it's shout out time. Uh, does anyone have any shout outs they want to give? Yeah, I want to give a quick one. I want to, of course, always to the, everyone in the chat today that joined us in the show. I also want to give a shout out to Marcos from Collector Zone. I uh, just had a really good customer experience with him. Uh, he helped me out with the situation, took care of it quickly, and uh, yeah, I just want to give him a, a shout out for that. Thanks, brother, uh, for helping out, uh, helping me out. I'd like to give a shout out to the Six Scale Scavengers, the first people I ever heard say "honey hole." I'm pretty certain. So that was <laughs> stolen directly from them. I saw a lot of a lot of hoopla in the chat about that. And, uh, yeah, just a shout-out to all you guys, and thank you for having me on today. <clears throat> yeah, uh, shout-out to both Marco and Will Foxification for having me on last week to talk about the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? You bring a good perspective, bro. <laughs> yeah, I guess people like to hear me talk shit. I don't know. Uh, but it was fun. Leal was on there. Mario, we had a good time. Uh, started a whole job of the Hut meme with... I do a pretty decent impersonation. What <laughs> so that so seems good. like it got a lot of it got a lot of laughs. So 
uh ladies my dms are open um but uh yeah that was a lot of fun i really enjoyed being on the uh marco your channel and uh wills so thanks guys. thanks for being on there dean yeah it was a really good combo ben was was on there too and yeah we, we went pretty deep on the dark line dark night line and I just yeah. wanted to shout out quickly all the uh, the Star Trek fans that reached out to me over the last week after my Star Trek video I posted on, on my channel there. I, I had a fun time doing it, and I've had an even more fun time talking to everybody about Star Trek in my in my direct messages since. And it's meaning that I don't have to drive Shauna nuts talking about uh, about Star Trek figures as well as all the Hot Toys stuff that comes out. So wow. You're still driving Thanks. her nuts, though. Just I didn't know you oh, were 100%. That's dude. That's why she's eating popcorn on my side of the bed right now. Yeah, she's like, right. Haha, "I'm gonna fuck with you, bud." Hundred <laughs> percent. But thanks for everybody for reaching out because it's been super fun talking Star Trek and keep the messages coming because it just keeps my excitement kind of obviously through the roof. So, hundred percent. Shout out to everyone that stuck through these fucking audio issues. Such bullshit. I'm getting tired of Streamyard. Um, we love you guys. Hopefully Wednesday will be better and. Uh, Hopefully we'll try some things to get to the bottom of this. But uh, peace and love. Uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Jumbo. Bye.